everyone and welcome to another episode of LGA that is lit lit gaming gaming arena, arena. for those of you who don't know I'm Marcus and I am joined by Justin the knobs hey guys what's up and it's a light show this week because it's just us two so uh, it's I guess it's not content light but it is person light <laughs> people light so this is another diet episode brought to you by diet fuel diet game fuel <laughs> Let's get to it! Alright, you guys, welcome to the Lit Gaming Arena podcast. And you you thought, you thought we weren't going to be back. But we're back. We were going to do another game out episode, as I mentioned last week but there's too much shit that we have to cover this week so we we called in an, an emergency recording session because we have a lot of shit to talk about this week it's probably still gonna be a long ass episode but i first i want to remind you you gotta have that game fuel <laughs> so i was just noticing on this this can that they have a tutorial on the can of how to open the can. Yeah, I think that's necessary. It uh, It's tricky. I let this one sit out too long. It's not as cold as it was. <laughs> we have blue again. The blue is back in stock in the grocery store. Breaking news. Charged Berry Blast. Yeah, it's my, um, it's my favorite one. Blue and red, those are the way to go. Fuck the Mountain Dew flavor. That one sucks. <laughs> I don't know how they fucked our Mountain Dew, but they did. So yeah, um, so you can follow us on Lit Gaming Arena on Twitter and Instagram and Lit Gaming Arena CO on Facebook. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm going to be doing some more of our just basically it's just the audio of our podcast just superimposed over some uh, video loop that I did. Did you name it Lit TV? No. Well, now you can do that. <laughs> but we're also Lit Gaming Arena on YouTube. Um, I'm trying to figure out like rendering times for that because like it takes me like 45 minutes for an hour of video to render, and then it takes me like 12 hours to upload because freaking 10 megabits up sucks. <laughs> so, it do be like that sometimes. Yes. Um, so yeah, it takes like forever to upload. You like. 20 gig videos to YouTube so I have to like do that overnight and I just haven't figured out a plan for when I'm gonna make time to make sure I set my stuff up so that I can batch render overnight and upload and all that awesome stuff that nobody cares about but me um, <clears throat> also we are severely lacking in reviews we need some more reviews on that iTunes page or on Google or wherever you can review us give us that review there there may be there may be incentives for that in the future we'll, 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 you're we'll, paying we'll for that. reviews no i'm not paying for shit <laughs> but there might be incentives if you catch my drift <laughs> in the form of contests by the way nobody has won that fucking contest yet i made this shit you need so a reset i i've already reset it you once. need another reset i'm gonna have to do another reset so like by the time this goes up i'm gonna reset that contest again 
because also we hit a thousand downloads and so we're, we're not doing that thousand downloads contest right now on this episode because I haven't set anything up but that will be coming which I mean I really want to like have the first contest be won and over with so we're not running two contests at the same time if you catch my drift I keep saying that yeah <laughs> it's the, I'm drifting. I'm on a drift boat over here. Um, but uh, seriously, you're fucking Joy-Con drifting over there. <laughs> but um, you, 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 it's it's an easy contest. I I feel like I made it pretty simple. But um, despite all that, people are guessing weird shit like severed heads and whatnot. I mean, that's not weird. That makes sense. <laughs> That makes no sense. That makes perfect sense. Why? I'm not a murderer. What's in the box? <laughs> Oh, and the funny thing is, it's not even a box. I just wanted to say that it's it's a. Case. I've watched seven enough times to know what's in that box. <laughs> what's in the box? <laughs> what the fuck is in the box? Oh, we should also plug the uh, the gaming podcast alliance. Yeah, yeah. You always forget. Yeah, because I always forget. I'm terrible. But last week we had an episode with Dave. Yeah, Dave Thomas, the Wendy's guy. Yeah, he, he, uh, he was on the podcast. <laughs> it's good talking with Dave. I enjoyed our chat. I would like to do another one of those. Yeah, we talked extensively about hamburgers, and uh, they brought back the spicy nuggets. They did. <laughs> <laughs> so dip that in your frosty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we had an awesome time with Dave from Rated G for Gamers, who is part of the gaming podcast. Alliance. And you can find out all the other podcasts that are on the Gaming Podcast Alliance at GamingPodcastAlliance.com. Such as Rated G for Gamer, yeah, starring Dave. Starring Dave. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's also Pixie Podcast. We have a, we have a newer a newer member, Grief Burrito, is on is in the group now. Um, Shart Select, Precisely Podcast. Am I missing anybody else? I don't. I can't. I've, I always. The Shardy Boys? Yeah, we've we I I mentioned them. I always You always, always mention the Shardy Boys. Yeah, I was I'm always feuding with them. <laughs> what are the what are the names? Matthew Shardy and <laughs> Derek Shardy? <laughs> Chef Boy Shardy. It's uh there's 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 uh Stu Stewball and, and Ryan and Winstall. Ryball? Which I think Winstolf <laughs> no. isn't his real name, but that's what he goes by. I think so. Um, yeah, uh, God, I swear to God, I'm like missing. We, there's, I think we kind of maybe added another one called like Purple Something Something Dungeon. They're like a gaming podcast where they talk about games and weed. Purple Haze. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like Purple Squid Dungeon or something like that. I Check them out. Check them all out. Yeah. I I can't. Uh, I personally don't know the names of all these people. <laughs> and well, once hope, they're on our cast, I'll know the names. Yeah. Of them. Hopefully, I don't didn't forget anybody. I know. Like we had some people like just leave. We had some people just like decide that they're not doing podcasts anymore. So they just were like, yeah, we're closing up shop on the podcasts. See you later. I want the Shardy Boys on here. Well, good luck. We can't even get them on for a gaming podcast alliance roundtable episode. I want to game out with the Shardy Boys. You want to game out with the Shardy Boys? I mean... want to hang out with my game out. <laughs> Again. Again. Well, we have another one of those episodes on the back burner, which, I mean, I might have. I might just save that one until, like, November, because 
I mean, the whole point was that we had that episode for this week since I only have one day off this weekend. And now we're doing this. So it's like, it doesn't make sense for me to release it next week because then we just have time to record a regular episode anyway. So, but that's cool stuff. We got a lot of exciting stuff happening here. We just hit a thousand downloads. We have a lot of cool things going on. We may have teaser and in another interview coming up. I'm not going to say who it is. He's a, he's a big name, big name in the satire uh, gaming community. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. I hope we nabbed him. I I I'm, I, th- I think so. I think so. Uh, so anyway, now that I've rambled on and on about all this other stuff, how about we talk about some video games? How about that? All right. Is did you play a cool jingle um, that you put in post editing when you said let's talk about games and then it's like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> yeah, it's something like. That. <laughs> I need to come up with one of those. I need to come up with a jingle. All right. Did you play? Did you play anything? I know you were at a wedding. I really didn't. I yeah. I know, just, it's busy. Just, I mean, but the, the, these holidays just kill me for productivity because, and it, not only just a holiday, but the wedding and everything. Like I was just, I was, I was nowhere near where I could play anything. Don't worry, I played enough games for all three of us, yeah, I know including you did. the frost that's missing. <laughs> you played so many games. So well, let's 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 uh, um, let's let's. Let's press X into it. Fucking, this is terrible. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's, it's so bad. It's, it's funny. It's, it's not even good. Anyway, let's talk about some video games. So I mentioned it a uh, little bit with when we had Dave on, but uh, I, I did beat Yakuza Zero. Oh yeah, Yakuza. Uh, which I'm 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 using this more as leverage to talk about other things, but. Yeah, Yakuza 0, it's really good all the way through. The story is very, very good. And I look forward to playing Kiwami post this, but it's a... Like, I think I've mentioned this before, but it's worth saying again. Yakuza is like... You have, you have like, some of the best writers mixed with, like, the worst programmers. It's... <laughs> <laughs> like, the, a lot of the elements of this game like would would I say the combat is good not necessarily would I say the uh the mini games are great well they're good as far as mini games go but it's like every time you enter a shop there's a load screen you save at phone booths and it, it despite the fact that I was playing on PS4 it pulls up like almost the PS3 save oh, really? thing it, it's really <laughs> bizarre which I don't think this was a PS3 game at any point, as far as I know, but it that which is also more bizarre. And once again, the, the sheer fact that it has save like phone booths where you save is very old school. Um, I think it's suiting. It adds a lot of set dressing since you're in the 80s. Yeah. Uh, but man, Majima Goro, this is more. I feel Yakuza Zero is more Majima Goro's story more so than Kiryu's story. Which makes sense because Kiryu is like the main protagonist going forward. So th- this yeah. is more insight into why Majima is the way he is, I feel. <laughs> um, but if you really like extremely Japanese stuff, get into Yakuza. Um, and speaking of Yakuza, just because there's so much news, uh, they announced Yakuza 7, finally. And uh, I'm really excited for it, but it is going in a bold new direction. It is an RPG. A turn-based RPG. <laughs> it's, oh, it, it, I think it's I suiting. Even, 
I think it's suiting because, as I said, the the writing and everything was already really good before. So taking that and adapting that to an RPG makes sense. Yeah. And the coolest parts of the combat was always these like finishing moves or when you're heated and you you got these cool finishing moves. So I'm just like, well, now that can just be like special moves and stuff you do in an RPG. And the protagonist looks cool. He's got one of those like fro things that you see in anime, um, like a a tie from Digimon or a spike from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> he's got he's got that hair. It's I. Is there a name for that? I don't know. It's like it's a, like it's, a poof. Yeah, it's it's. But it's not even like a poof. It's like a weird triangle. This one's not like a triangle. Oh, okay. This one's more straight up, like, like almost like an afro. Okay. See, I think they make it a weird like triangle shape in anime because since it's 2d they need to give it more definition like fucking joey's hair in Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah you i know some people that are real mad about the direction uh yakuza 7's going um which i don't know why you would be offended people are gonna be mad about everything yeah i mean it's it's just change um i say give it a chance the director has said if if this goes like if this is poorly received, he'll go back to making action games like the rest of Yakuza action games. Yeah. So I'm like, it's a win win. Um, but even on top of that, it's like if, if you're if this if you're not jiving with this, you can play Judgment, which functions fundamentally like Yakuza because it's still an action game. Yeah. So there's options. Yeah, you like like we keep saying. There's a whole truckload of Yakuza I, games. I mean, that's the other thing. Like after, because there's with Yakuza Six and Zero that there's technically seven base Yakuza games, and then if you want to throw Judgment on top of that pile, it's like there's eight games in that Yakuza style. I think you might be a little fatigued after playing eight games <laughs> like that. So it'd be nice to see something different. Yeah, and once again, they uh, apparently Judgment sold really well. And uh, they commented saying that they plan to move that series forward. Um, we don't really know what that means now, but I assume a judgment to like a judgment follow up of some kind will probably happen. But we don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, other than finishing that up, I played more, uh, more, uh, more gears. I'm still on that gears train. I finished yeah. up gears four. Yeah. Um, so how was that? Because that's one I didn't play. I recommend it. I I think I've, it's just I've, as good as three. Really, because I was just talking to some people uh, today who said they said like Gears Four was kind of like disappointing, but it ends very disappointingly. But I don't think like that didn't affect me as much because Gears Five is around the corner. Yeah, and no, I really gotta like I was. I'm hoping that I might have some time this weekend so I can blow through. Like how long was how long was four? It's pretty short. Pretty short. Um, it's like seven hours, like maybe. I, like pretty much all of those games are they're pretty short. They're like a. It's the sh- three. I mean, uh, four is the shortest Gears game. Okay, that might be why they're saying it's disappointing too. It's a little shorter, but yeah, it's. It, I I'm really hoping I can blow through that quickly so that I can play Gears Five since that comes out like well as of this recording like tomorrow. Yeah, and I I did have some issues with four which is most specifically like i don't like jd they they don't go out of their way to make him cool at all and like after the first chap like the first act you run into marcus and marcus has like very few lines but it's like he he didn't have to say anything and he upstaged everybody (laughs) i mean uh typical marcus yeah i'm just like uh he's like a grumpy old man and i i love it (laughs) 
and he's got his nice beard. But yeah, he's just he is a very angry old man, and it's it's really delightful just for that. Like you should play it just for that, just for that alone. Yeah. Angry old man. I, I but at the same time, it's like I feel like I I don't know. I might have to like watch some recap videos on because I I know like I know they, they recap it in the game. Do they? Okay, because I was like I know what happens in in Gears One pretty well because I've played that one actually a couple times. I know what happens in two, but then like three to me is kind of a blur. So, yeah. Um, I mean, despite the fact that three had like the most solid mechanics, but I just don't remember the story that much in three. They, you, you play a little bit of the, like it recaps it. Okay. That's, that's good then. So they recap it better than let's say a, um, like a kingdom hearts three. Oh yeah. Well, cause kingdom hearts <laughs> three did no recapping. Well, they did. That, just they had really dumb, like expositionary cutscenes. Yeah, this is better than that, and it's really short and concise. It, it, it's not giving you all the nitty gritty, but it gives you like broad strokes that okay. you need. Um, I, I think it's like I said. I, I think it's just as good. I don't think it's better than three, but I think it's just as good as three. Uh, I, I have similar issues with it to uh, uh, Halo, like what Halo Four did, because. You know how Halo 4 introduced those new, uh, like, kind of the Forerunner-type characters that are all, like, robots? You are fighting a lot of robots in the new Gears. Interesting. Um, But I don't think 5... Like, I think robots will play a role in 5, but it seems very Locus-heavy. Back to the basics. Yeah, I, I... I'm really looking forward to five. I've heard a lot of good things since it's open. Like it's an open world platform kind of. Um, yes, that was the thing that always kind of bugged me about Halo, like the Halo series, like how they, they essentially had to retcon a bunch of stuff in order to make the story for Halo four work because they're like, yeah, like, Oh, so like there actually is like this splinter cell of like what used to be the covenant that, um, aren't happy with the decision of allying with the humans. So now you're just, you're fighting the covenant again for, but they don't explain it in the game at all. Like when you get to Halo <laughs> four, they don't, they don't, they hardly explain Zero it. They, they essentially expected you to read the book that happened before oh that, my God. which that book like retconned a bunch of other fucking Halo books that were already written. So Gear, gears four, uh, cause similar to what happened with Halo, is now made by the coalition um, yeah. and judgment's a whole other story, but I'll get into that. Um, yeah. But yeah, gear, but I think the coalition's handling of the gears franchise has been a lot better than what, uh, who is it? Three Oh four, whoever the hell does. Halo. Uh, three, it's three, <laughs> three, four, three. And yeah. Three, four, three. Uh, their handling of halo. Um, uh, which is yeah. just they they took Halo in kind of a weird direction and like having Master Chief get like frozen in space and then he's like a man outside of time he's real like Captain America esque yeah uh, I, I I didn't like any of that stuff but yeah, which is why I still like haven't they, done five yet but I'll get there eventually I just I in, I don't know like here what what happens I full disclosure I still haven't finished Halo five. Just because I, like I've said before on this podcast, I, they really make you use a lot of the Forerunner weapons and they are not fun to use at all. See, and I'm glad you bring this up because I saw a Kotaku article of somebody who was playing through Gears 4 and they're complaining because 
they were like, you like hardly get to use a Lancer, which is weird because I had the exact opposite experience. I was like, <laughs> I've never changed so much, chainsawed so much stuff in my life. Like, <laughs> I did see that article. I didn't read it, though. I didn't read through the full article, but I, I just saw it was mostly like, all I play gear for, Gears for is to have my Lancer, and they keep taking it away from me and not giving me a Lancer. They keep making me use all these other guns. And I was like... But in their defense, yes, like the other guns are actually fun to use, unlike the former weapons in Halo. Oh yeah, there's a there's a gun in four called the Overkill. It's like a four barrel shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Yeah, see see the problem in Halo is that it's, it's it's like the majority of the oh, the the forerunner weapons they're like beam weapons and I hate beam weapons. Beams are kind of bland and boring. Yeah, like because they don't have like a kickback. Like or, in Halo Three, they made you you had that there was those um like there was a lot of those what are they like the 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 drones or I forget what they were called but they they're the sentinels. There's a lot of those and you could destroy those and you would use those weapons a lot and. They were just beam weapons, and they're really boring. I hated them. I just, I there's nothing quite like the battle rifle. <laughs> you just like, just like in Gears, I want the fucking Lancer. In Halo, I either want an assault ri- assault rifle or I want the battle rifle. That's just the plain and simple. But I mean, the battle rifle rifle is like the best, it's the best fucking weapon in that game. And then. Another thing about Gears is uh, Kate Diaz is the main character of Five. Yeah, like we we that's a known quantity. But I, uh, JD, who is uh, he he's the son of Marcus Phoenix. He's the main character of Four. But I almost don't know why, because despite the fact that he's like you're playing as him and he's the primary protagonist, he's player yeah. one. Um, his he's kind of lacking in the story. Like Kate Diaz is doing all the talking. <laughs> Like it's like yes, Marcus so Phoenix almost, shows up. They almost went like a silent protagonist, but not really. Yeah, I mean, like there's very cryptic stuff surrounding JD that is never explained. In in many ways, he's part locust. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe he is. But uh, the Gears Four is a. It's kind of reminiscent of two, and which I, when I talked about two recently, I had mentioned two kind of blue balls you. And it is, Gears 4 is very much that, where it is just like, this entire game was just set up for the next game. Okay. Like, it's just laying the foundation for the following game. So I could see why people might have been a little mad about that. Um, But I don't know, there seems to be, like, the visuals are way over the top. And yeah, like I said, I, I probably was more pleased with it based on the fact that Gears 5 comes out tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm like really pumped and it's it's really fitting that gears is coming out this year because we have like a plague of grasshoppers right now <laughs> the locusts yeah you gotta i mean you're it's it's really you're getting those kids ready to kill some locusts and then go outside and just kill all them grasshoppers and then anyway and then after we finished me and my friend finished gears 4 we circled back and did judgment uh i wanted to make sure we had gears 4 out of the way just for Gears 5. The impending release. Uh, so I actually finished up uh, Gears Judgment yesterday. Um, I don't really know exactly why people didn't like that game. I guess if you bought it at 60 bucks, it would have been disappointing. So where does Gears Judgment fit in the storyline again? I, this is Gears the Judgment I'm not familiar with is... It. I always assumed... Which I, I wasn't fully wrong, but I always assumed it was like where... Uh, 
Dom and Cole, I mean, not Dom, uh, where uh, Baird and Cole, uh, I, I said Dom because his name is uh, Damien, uh, but <laughs> it's where Baird and Cole were during three. Okay. Like, because there's a part where they leave, but that's, yeah. that's not 100% true. That's just a campaign, which that feels more like a DLC that was made for Gears 3 that and got just never axed and shoved it. into Judgment. Weird. Because it functions differently than the rest of Judgment. That, yeah, but <laughs> that makes the, sense. The most most of the game is uh, like a trial because uh, uh, Baird and Cole and uh, the other two characters, I can't remember their name, even though I just played the game, but they're they're not super important. Um, <laughs> I think uh, one of them is Sonya. But anyway, they're, they're on trial uh, for war crimes. But you, you know how there was a there there was the Pendulum's Wars right before E-Day happened. So there was a civil war going on before E-Day, uh, Emergence Day, if you remember that. Yeah. So this takes place like pretty much right after Emergence Day. Um, yeah, so it's... You're kind of learning about the Locust and a lot of Locust things during that time. And then Baird makes some choices that goes against commands. And that's why he's on him and his team are on trial. And uh, I'm just going to spoil a part of it because, I mean, it's a fairly old game at this point. But uh, so if you don't want to hear that, fast forward. But but (laughs) this kind of explains why Baird is demoted. So he's. Uh, he's because he's a private in the other Gears games. Like in in Gears One, he's a private, which doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> so. I mean that that was always the thing with some of the other cogs in that game of just being like, why are they a private? <laughs> but the uh, the third the the other guy that's on your team that's not uh, Cole or or Baird is uh, a guy who was on the other, the opposing side in the pendulum wars. So there's kind of like conflict there. Oh, okay. Which it's interesting because they made him Russian. <laughs> so I was like, what, what even in gear, the gears verse, the Russians are the bad guys. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just staples. <laughs> it's like, if, if there's bad guys, they're either Russians, Nazis or Asian. <laughs> so, I, but if you like just Gears Combat and like doing killing rooms, Judgment's a good game because it's just, that's all it is. A chapter would be like, a chapter is literally like, oh, you walked in, you murdered a bunch of guys, and then you, it allows you to go to the next section. Nice. And there's like big cog symbols on the wall that you can act like, that are kind of an extra challenge that are, they make it declassified. Oh, really? And then it makes like that chapter a little bit harder, but you get a better rating. Because that's another thing they added is that you get one, two, or three stars based on your performance and like <laughs> doing performing executions or headshots gives you bonus points. Nice. So it, it's very combat focused, which makes sense because this is made by uh, People Can Fly, which I know is a team made up of some former Gears vets anyway. But uh, People Can Fly also made Bulletstorm. And as you know, I'm yeah. sure you know about Bulletstorm that you're like rated on your kills. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I don't know. Judgment wasn't bad. It's a short game because it's you go through chapters pretty quick. But it is like each uh, there's unlike other Gears games where there are five acts. There's seven in the this one, and each act is about seven chapters or seven killing rooms. Okay. Like <clears throat> Sans uh, aftermath, which is the uh, the chapter that is like uh, th- that it takes place during Gears Three, um, which is it, it that 
is different from all the uh, the rest of how the game functions because it just plays like like Gears Three did. Oh, okay, it's just a normal story with normal chapters, basically. That is, that is weird. Yeah, it was, a, and it's just a one one off act thing that you do. Huh. Yeah. So that 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 covers that stuff anyway. So. <laughs> Despite the fact that you're going to be surprised because that's not the meat and potatoes of this conversation. <laughs> um, yeah, I played, uh, I finished up Mario Maker, uh, the story mode. Yeah, so, so what, what is that story mode? So the at the beginning of the game, when you when you access the story mode, the, the toads have uh, freshly just finished constructing the castle. They just finished constructing uh, Peach's castle. Okay. And then the dog uh, steps on the erase button and deletes it. <laughs> so you have to rebuild it and... You mean the, 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 the dog or the... Are you talking about the chomp bomb? The chomp? No, no. Chomp, it's not okay. chain chomp. Ch- it's chain just chomp? a literal like dog that's like... <laughs> it's a okay. weird looking dog thing that's only in Mario Maker. Okay. I was, I was just wondering. I was like, the only dog thing I know of is, a, is the chain chomp. It's a weird like rocket dog. It's... A, <laughs> But you, uh, there's a toad that gives you missions, uh, and those give you money, which is kind of nice. I like this. You so each mission, hypothetically, which is just a level, would give you like it has a star rating of one to four stars, and obviously the higher the stars, the more money it gives you. A four star level would give you three hundred coins, but you also got to keep the corn coins that you got in the level. And I liked that because it it gave value to collecting the coins in the level, aside from just doing it for fun. So you, you were actually collecting them to, towards an end. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I really liked building the castle. I would actually like to have seen this more expanded to be like you're rebuilding the entire Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, and, that'd be pretty cool. And I wish you got... And in saying that, it would be cool if you were doing that and like coins you got in levels from just playing online levels went towards that. So like extent. you 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 getting these coins that like would like unlock different parts of the castle being built or yeah I have to then you talk to Toda and then you can like oh you got five hundred coins you could be like all right lay the foundation okay and then like oh you got a thousand build a cannon um, <laughs> this is almost like gardenscapes <laughs> and then occasionally no version the, uh, of gardenscapes without <laughs> microtransactions well and Toda who's like. What is, she's the chief, so she's even ahead of the foreman. Um, but she's always complaining about like the the workers' union. She's like, <laughs> "Oh, they're probably because like at one point the construction workers get kidnapped, and you have to do a mission to save them." But if you talk to Toadette, she's just like, "Oh, they're probably all taking a break because that lousy union." And you're <laughs> like, "What getting, is going on here?" Getting some uh, some political pol- polarization in the Mario games. <laughs> yeah, it, it, or like, it, it would just always be stuff like that of like, Leave oh, they're so Nintendo lazy. Nintendo to be a union buster. <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, like, there have been, I've played plenty of decent levels in the online mode, but I really also liked the story mode levels because since they're made by Nintendo employees, but I felt they're, they're constructed more, uh, more in line with regular Mario levels. That's not. They use definitely a lot of creative mechanics because they're kind of also a tutorial in learning how to implement creative stuff like uh, the uh, what are they the the like chains that grab you and can swing you around or like switches and stuff. They show they show that stuff in creative ways of how yeah. you could use it. But they're just constructed a little bit more like with eloquence of 
like a slow ramp up. Like usually the level starts out kind of like, oh, here's like new mechanic of showing you how it works. And then it kind of steps up of like more complex ways that it works. And then you finish the level. Oh, so you mean like they're made by actual fucking video game designers? Yeah. And yeah. Not, <laughs> not a maniac like Rubber Ross? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's just nice that it's it's got a slow ramp up and they're very liberal with checkpoints where a lot of online levels I've played are like no checkpoints, one power up. I hate just, like get, you get a power up at the beginning and it'll be something you need at the end. It'll be like, Oh yeah, there's a boot at the beginning and you need to hold on to that boot until the end, just so you can jump on spikes at the end. <laughs> what they need is, which will never happen is they need like a douchebag marker. Yeah. So like if you're if you're playing a if you're playing a level because like these are basically the levels are the difficulties basically generated by people just dying a lot in the game. Right. And like in the level, I believe so. I mean, that's still that's the only other way they could really like someone. I believe it's like like some algorithm of of time between deaths like in the beginning and then completion rates just of how many people actually complete it. Yeah. So like. If if there was a way to to early on like check mark like like this is a douchebag level and then like maybe <laughs> and then then you know like it, hey this upcoming level is a douchebag level do you want to skip it <laughs> and then maybe if like if your level gets marked as a douchebag level maybe you can maybe maybe there's like a way to I mean I, this is all like stuff that will never happen but like <laughs> like, a, the, like disputed like hey I don't like I think someone's just trolling me I don't think this is a douchebag level and then they'll then they can maybe have someone vetted but like I think there'd be like a, that would be a good way to like kind of cuz there's oh, there's a lot of people that make just really terrible troll levels Yeah and I find people aren't very careful when making levels um there there definitely is plenty of people that are great at making levels those exist but i find even levels i do enjoy people weren't careful to block off like areas or make it so almost like like you can like almost jump, cheat your yeah. way through a level because you can jump into a different area that you weren't supposed to have access yeah, or to. jump like way over something like just oversights by creators which i mean happens yeah. I mean, and like, arguably and can, Kaizo stuff is about abusing that stuff too. Yeah. And also like some of that stuff is like, it could just be beyond their scope scope of playing. Like, yeah. Hey, I, I know I can make this jump, but like someone that's way more experienced than me could really break this mechanic. Yeah. I mean, just like theoretically uh, a jump that you at least like hypothetically you're designing it and you planned like, Oh, I planned it. So they walked up and then jumped from here to there. But yeah veteran player full-on like sprint jumps yeah (laughs) and then yeah so it's like the measurements would be all off but yeah that it's nice uh i prefer this like i think mario maker 2 is an overall like 100 percent improvement on the second on the first one but it's weird because there i feel like there hasn't been as much talk around it yeah it wasn't like as prolific this time around because i think it's, it's like, just because it is a number two it's not yeah. like like mario maker the first one was it was a whole new thing it, it, it was yeah. like it was new fresh hot like right holy crap i can make mario levels in, in four different styles yeah but th- this one is it's i think the hype's cooled off a bit i and even usually there's always like oh it's still hot for a good month or so yeah but i don't know the talk around this is really trickled off it sure has but uh, which sucks because there's a lot of cool tools in there i I think uh when they add a 
we know they're adding a, a new style at one point. So I think once they add some new stuff, they'll keep the conversation going around it. Let's see what what style? So what style isn't in here besides two? Like two. Uh, there isn't a. Uh, I mean, and two being Paper Doki Mario. Panic. There's not Paper Mario. Paper Mario. That'd be interesting. They could do. Yeah, they could do a Paper Mario. Paper thing. Mario. Uh, Yoshi's Island. They could do that too. That that's not in there. I mean, that would. I think that would be a little bit. I think Paper Mario would translate the best even over two. Yeah, probably. I mean, because with two, there's a different play styles or the character. Like picking up the yeah. turnips. I mean, yeah. on the other hand, two is the highest demanded play style. It's, yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, that's the one I would want to see. I mean, I played a lot of Super Mario Brothers 2 back in the day. I mean, it's such a different game, though, because... I mean, it literally was a different game. It was Doki Doki Panic. <laughs> like, yeah, I could, I could probably tell. Like, if if there's a song that gets stuck in my head more than any other Mario song, it's, it's Super Mario Brothers Two. <laughs> so I, I don't know. That game had so many weird enemies, like predominantly the shy guys, which I would like to see. Uh, I, it feels like that one's going to be in the isolated category with. Uh, I always want to say New Super Mario Bros, but New Super Mario Bros is the other one. Uh, but uh, the Super Mario 3D World uh, style, where it's kind of because it's got the cats yeah. and it's got stuff you can put in the background that comes to the foreground. So that a lot of that stuff doesn't transfer over. Like you can't easily pop between the styles during creation. Yeah. But it's like I would like to see Shy Guys or some of the other enemies that were in Mario Bros. 2 in some of the other styles. The mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The mask, uh, Birdo. I would like to see Birdo and a lot of the other Bow. styles. Yeah, because there is. Uh, they made uh, they made new music for the game with the original composer. So oh, okay, yeah, there is because uh, there there are levels that didn't exist in like the original Mario Bros. or like some of the other Mario Bros. that didn't have certain levels. But yeah. the the airship song they wrote for the original Mario Bros in this is honestly it's like I think it's better than a lot of the other Mario Bros songs. Really? Yeah, it's like they they did top-notch work on that. Nice. I might have to look that up. Yeah, I think I think you you'd enjoy some of that new music that they made for this. Um You know me, I'm all about that music. <laughs> Anyway, probably the biggest game I want to talk about is I did buy Astral Chain. Uh, I'm sure if anybody's been following anything about this game, they know it's got it's getting reviewed like getting crazy good reviews. Yeah, lots of people talking. About <clears throat> fuck, lots of people talking about Astral Chain. Um, if I were to reductively state what this game is, which it's 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 really hard to describe because it doesn't function like any other game I've ever played before, but it's. Somehow Bayonetta meets Persona is the closest. <laughs> well, okay, <laughs> I can come to saying it. It it is in many ways. I think it's. I think it's so kind of all that action, all that combos, and then it, there's also more you're than just, that. Then then you're just like slice of life in it up. <laughs> yeah, and I'll I'll get into that. But it is like it's also Bayonetta. If you turn the slider up to three hundred percent on anime, <laughs> it, it is it is a very 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 anime that's that's already like i mean bayonet is already pretty anime ass anime it, if and if you had freshly watched neon genesis you'll notice a lot of parallels this this draws on a lot of neon genesis stuff like out the gate um like design wise there's characters that are very much like i don't think like deeply what about like Deeply, what Neon Genesis is about isn't reflected in this game, but like 
very character archetypes and whatnot are relevant in this. Very, very coincidental that it happens to come out not long after yeah, it, the Neon Netflix Genesis stuff. hits Netflix. Yeah, because it's got a... I mean, there's a guy who's very much like Gendo. He's a gla- like a creepy glasses man who I suspect is up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> Usually that's how it is. The, uh, the legions, which they're the... Uh, spirit thingies that you're chained to uh that are also used to attack they're kind of reminiscent of the ava units or eva units however you want to say it uh from neon genesis aside from they're not big and you're not piloting them that them but they're it's kind of like oh it's a it's a bad thing that they put armor on (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway the game it it's not really broken like it's not broken up into chapters but in saying that it is also broken up into chapters it has what's called files um and there's 12 of those uh so okay so what you may be thinking like 12 that sounds kind of short but each file follows a a pattern sans the first one because the first one's kind of like a an introductory okay but they you'll have the police station where you'll do kind of sometimes odd jobs around the police station uh which can range from like uh, making people happy around the police station or doing training exercises or ju- just talking with your comrades. Uh, then there's invasive, like, then it moves from that to investigations. So you'll be investigating these like events that happen with these like portals that open. And I, I can't remember the name of the bad guys in this. Uh, my apologies. But I view them like demons. Basically, these weird dimensional <laughs> gates open and bad, bad red guys come out. <laughs> bad red guys. But that's racist. Anyway, they cur- <laughs> they they can corrupt civilians and whatnot, and it seems like civilians can turn into these things too. Uh, with I'm trying not to give too much away, but this is kind of explained in the first part. Oh yeah, they're called the uh, well, at least the bigger ones are called chimeras. So, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, I'm not to a point where they've been fully explained yet, but they come through this weird dimensional doorway, which don't know what that's all about yet. Um, anyway, you'll have investigations where it will be like, oh, there's like somebody got kidnapped or like there's a big handprint on the ground and you kind of, you'll look around like a crime scene to try and like figure out what's going on and what you need to be hunting down. And during yeah. that, there's side missions of like, oh, you need to tail this guy. So the, you're, since you're like a police officer, you'll still have to sometimes bust regular perps. So like <laughs> somebody doing graffiti or just like a gang of bad dudes. I actually got attacked by someone who was just a uh, a fanatic of some singer. Because <laughs> I, I accidentally insulted his favorite singer. So he he started assaulting me. <laughs> And then I arrested him. It sounds like a uh, K-pop fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and or I guess they're calling themselves stands now. Yeah, that's I've been seeing that word pop up. I which actually had really, to look up what that word meant today because yeah. I kept seeing it everywhere. <laughs> yeah, which is like really kind of morbid, given that it it originates from Eminem's whole thing, and the guy named Stan just killed oh, it. Yeah, I didn't know that's what it was named after. I just. Yep. No, it's nem- it's basically super obsessive fans. Yeah, it's it's literally like where somebody uh, a song where um, the Eminem wrote, and I think it's like a th- I can't remember exactly 
how it goes. I know Frost would know better than I do because she knows more about Eminem. But, like, yeah, there's a song where, like, someone just fucking murdered somebody because of uh, being an obsessive fan. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. But and now not, people not are to just confuse like, the word Stan with stands, which is kind of, that's a JoJo thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's what these legions are kind of like in the Astral Chain, uh, which you're, you can control them kind of. Um, and there's a, a couple different types of them. There is the sword type. There is a, uh, a range type that has kind of a bow. There's an arms one. There's a beast one. And there is... Uh, like a heavy one that I think is an axe one, but I don't yeah. have it. I don't have that one yet. Um, you kind of, you see them all at the beginning of the game though. And even, even to that end, you have, uh, you have what's called the Legatus and it's, uh, it's your arm thing that chains you to them, but it's also like a tablet thing. It's got a lot of different functions, but you can, you can activate a thing that's kind of like Eagle vision. I always think it's like Eagle vision when you have a weird vision mode, but it puts uh, like scan lines over the world and then you, you can like get inf- extra information about stuff. But this is very much in the vein of stuff like Bayonetta that yeah. they're in Bayonetta for the most part, you can do everything out the gate. But there are sometimes stuff where you'll need extra additional power ups to make things easier or whatnot. In this case, it's just like literally you can you'll see like dirt piles on the ground. And when you scan them, it'll pop a little emblem up that directly will be like you need the beast legion to dig this area and if if you don't have it you just can't do it so there is it's definitely in the vein of bayonetta where you're kind of encouraged to replay files or chapters or whatever you want to call these it it sucks because they're they're, they are called files in the game but and in each file does is separated into chapters so i don't really know what to call these i guess i could call them acts yeah it just seems weird calling it like a file (laughs) yeah it is really it's like uh you're you're opening like an MP3 player from like the uh, the early 2000s, <laughs> and your your legions, because um, there's like corruption stuff that you can pick up. Your legion can pick up, and it's like extra juice for them. It lets you have them out longer, <laughs> and they're limited. Uh, they have a limited range they can go from you because of the chain, and you'll use that to like jump over gaps and stuff. But like I said, you can kind of move them around and control them a bit Uh, like circling foes will like put chains around them and lock them in place for a bit. And there's like a few different abilities like that. Or the uh, there's also another ability of where you can kind of use them in junction with yourself. So you could hypothetically the uh, the bow one, the ranged one. You can use the bow in tandem with it or like the arms one, like you'll get suited in like a suit of armor and you can like mega punch stuff. This is a game that literally uses every button on the controller. (laughs) You're like to you're using every button during combat and you're you'll constantly be having to switch. Like you can't just be like, oh, I want to use the beast legion the whole time. You'll you'll will have to switch between your legions. But even on top of that, you'll also have to switch your weapon which this is a cool thing. You have a you have a baton like a police baton. Yeah. But it can shapeshift into a gun <laughs> or it can also shapeshift into like a bigger baton, like a great baton. <laughs> How does that even It's cool. It's really cool looking. And honestly, I think eventually you'll get a second one, but that's just a theory I have right now. I'm not far enough into a bigger really baton. Say, uh, a great baton. <laughs> 
which is used for breaking shields and stuff, breaking guards. But breaking you'll, up big crowds. So it's literally like you'll have to, you'll be switching constantly between that for enemies and constantly your legion, and you'll be working in tandem. Uh, another thing that's cool is you can like, because your chain, you can send your legion out and certain enemies will have a dash attack and you can like clothesline them and like hurl the enemies back, which will knock them unconscious. But <laughs> the combat's really cool in this, but it's like I said, it's kind of unlike anything I've ever played before on that front. But I do like the play loop of this and I'm about 20 hours deep on this. So once again, that when you hear 12 files, you might be like, that sounds short, but I'm about 20 hours deep. And I'm not at the end yet. I'm about halfway through. So you're about file six now? <laughs> yeah, I am on file six, actually. <laughs> nice. But on the other hand, I am also doing like as much side content as I can do. There is some stuff I couldn't get to just because simply I saw a side mission, but I couldn't access it because you needed the arms legion, which I didn't have yet to get to it. Uh, okay. So th- there is occasionally that stuff. Like I said, you'd probably have to play through this a few times to get everything. I think I heard somewhere that uh, file 12 is locked until you do like there's an extra bonus. Like I think file 12 is a bonus boss fight that you need to do extra stuff in the other files before you can even access it. But okay, but I'm not there yet, so I can't fully comment on that. But that's at least kind of what I've been seeing. So it's like the special area in Celeste. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it sounds like something like that. And there are uh, this does have male, female protagonist. Uh, they're twins, so you can pick your gender, so to speak. Um, I know the at least my friend asked if there's character customization, which is kinda you. You can change your hair color. You can. Uh, there's a lot of items you'll get throughout the world that like you'll you can put glasses on your character, different costumes, different colors. But I don't have a whole lot of that yet. There is a probably what most people have seen about this game is there's a mascot character that's called Lappy and it's a, it's a Labrador and it's <laughs> in, it kind of reminds me of a uh, bone tacoon from uh full metal panic. I don't know if you've seen that ever, mm, No, but it, well, it's just, you know, like a Chuck E. Cheese outfit, but it's this dog and the person that's in that treats it like the dog, like Lappy is a separate character from them, which becomes a funny, like it's a real funny, stupid anime thing. <laughs> Where it's like everybody knows it's her, but yeah, they keep they keep trying to keep the shtick up. <laughs> Sounds like anime. Yeah, and the the tongue's like dangling out, and I one hundred percent assume you will eventually unlock this and be able to wear it. <laughs> it I I don't doubt that there is uh, there is a side mission where you do have to wear it and cheer people up around the office. Um, but, yeah, but that just leads me to believe it's like a full unlockable thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I have the hat for it, so that's another thing. I have unlocked the first piece of it. Nice. But yeah, it's a cute uh yeah, it's a cute dog thing that's being I've seen memes of it though. I I haven't seen much about any any memes. It's I don't know. That I on Twitter I see a lot people make memes of everything on Twitter. Oh yeah, they're every, everywhere. But if if you if anime stuff and games like Bayonetta, like super high action games, platinum games, is your style. I cannot recommend Astral Chain enough. Um, granted, on the other hand, once again, it is if anime stuff and super highly stylized stuff isn't your jam, maybe not. Another thing is, is when they first showed this, well, actually, I think the first couple of times they showed this, it looked real framey, like it had like frame rate lag and yeah. maybe the Switch wasn't handling this that great. 
runs real, real smooth on the Switch. Like, I, I don't think I've had any lag in it whatsoever. Nice. And my favorite portions have been the investigation portions. I like just finding treasure chest and dumb side missions and finding ladders and stuff I can climb. <laughs> nice. Oh, and I think each file has a missing cat that you can find. I've only found one so far. <laughs> but I think every every file has at least one. Because that's... I, like I, I mentioned before, I was kind of sold on the game when I saw you can wear a hat, a cat on your head. Nice. So I think he, that involves getting all the cats to do so, but I haven't done so yet. It's really good, though. Really, yeah. really good. Awesome. Um, and speaking on that, which is maybe a segue into other conversations, but I have so many mixed feelings on Damon X Machina, which comes out soon. Um, that is on the 13th, which is also a Switch exclusive, and it's a very anime, like, high-action mech game, and I'm like, can we get, like, there's been so many anime-esque games that have yeah. come out on Switch that have been really good so far, like Fire Emblem and Astral Chain, so I'm just like, I feel we're inevitably going to have a bad one, but I'm like, I don't know. I I keep, the more I see of Astral, of, uh, not Astral Chain, uh, Damon X Machina, the, the more I'm like really kind of wanting to purchase it. They just had like the final trailer for it during the Nintendo Direct, which we'll get to, but but they released yeah. a demo of it, so I, uh, that's what I was going to do today, but I came here to record, <laughs> was check out that demo. Emergency recording session. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I and one one more game we can talk about real quick. There's not too much to say on it, but I, I did finish up Hey Pikmin. Um, really relaxing okay. game. Uh, is it, it as relaxing as No Man's Sky? Yeah, it's very different from No Man's <laughs> I know. Sky, but I it just, is like that's always like my uh, my go to relaxation game is No Man's Sky. I just like uh, you know walking around, throwing Pikmin, getting stupid objects. Like I, I said before, I like the names of these things. Uh, like a uh, a bolt, a bolt that you find uh, to Olimar because it's gigantic. It's a uh, it's an uneven uh, weight, like or no, it's an uneven dumbbell. <laughs> nice. It's just, it's just stupid names like that that I just find funny. Uh, I think a a nut that I found was a uh, galactic donut. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's that. I I beat a lot of games, obviously, and yeah, I have more to play. So always more to play. For, always for Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely look forward to what you have next week. Speaking of, that's the next segment. What are you looking forward to, Justin? I've shit. I. You watch anything good? You looking for? Did you watch Dark Crystal? I I did. I really got. I keep seeing this stuff for it on Netflix. It looks so good. I gotta watch it. I just started it. I'm only a couple episodes in. But so it's, is it is it a sequel or a remake? It's a prequel. A prequel. So it's completely up. I I I couldn't figure out. I I've looked up nothing about this. It just kind of popped up out of the blue, and I'm like, oh, this looks really good. Yeah, J- Jim Henson's Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance. It's pretty much made entirely with practical effects. Yeah, that being said, there's like, still animated stuff, but it's yeah, a I can see of like the animated stuff but like some of it like it's stuff a lot of the like animated stuff is getting so good nowadays i was just like 
I can't quite tell. Is that like actual like is that 3D made to look like actual puppets or is I think this? you'll you'll know the stuff that's animated. Okay, yeah, it, I, I figured, but, but like even just looking at that preview, I'm like, I mean, that it is, looks that looks like a puppet, but I mean, the way it's with 3D mostly stuff puppets. is puppets. It's it's refreshingly mostly puppets. That's that's awesome. I love that. That's one of the reasons. I mean, I love practical stuff. I love stop motion too. So I mean, like any of that type of stuff. Like we've already We've we talked extensively about this before, where we just all what a lot of the work goes into something. I appreciate the 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 art a lot more. I mean, I'm just really impressed with the artistry behind this because it is it's just refreshing to see something. Even though now that I'm older and I'm more obsessed with process than I was obviously when I was a kid when I watched Dark Crystal, that I'm noticing like camera tricks they do, so you don't see certain things like which is similar to video yeah. games, like when when there's hands off of items that like the camera cuts away or that like the camera. uh, A really good example is that the Spider-Man thing. Did you see that? No, they did. So they did um, the intro to spy for the Spider-Man game. They didn't do any cuts or anything that was all 100% like, so like the, there's like the whole close up of like the building and everything. And um, they did everything so seamlessly where, like a, they they panned the camera around to look at like you see Spider-Man coming in and they would move other stuff behind the camera so that it would pan in as the camera moved around. And then um, they did like all these like crazy tricks so that like when the camera would pan up, they would move something out of the way. And so that's how they, they did like this weird transition to where um, where Spider-Man finally enters into the building. That was all just one seamless thing where like just with camera tricks where they panned all the stuff away and then just swooped the camera in and followed Spider-Man through the the window or the door or whatever. To like deload stuff in the background. Yeah, yeah, would, yeah, unload stuff in the background and then like and then just pan out. And then just like <laughs> go into the they would load in the interior. Um because I know because that like the interior is bigger, bigger than yeah. the building on the so, outside. Yeah. So they would load in the interior environment and you just like the camera just go right into the interior. But all of it was done like in real time. None of it was like pre rendered or anything. It was all in engine that they did this in. Well I know that's God God of War, um, the new God of War was no cuts. It's a single camera take. Yeah. Which is crazy. There are no, I'll put in quotes, there are technically no loading screens in that game. Yeah. There's obviously like, it's just loading tricks. Let's move this log or like, let's, we're walking through a portal. Yeah. It's (laughs) it's clever, clever loading screens versus like, I mean, despite, I mean, a lot of people, the old elevator trick. Yeah. I was just going to say Mass Effect one with the elevators. I mean, they, they even poke fun of themselves by the time like Mass Effect three came around. I think they're like, I think they joke like, remember those long elevator trips or something like that? But, yeah, because but I don't, I I didn't mind the elevator stuff in Mass Effect One. A lot of people had issues with things like you're standing in an elevator the whole game. But like there was always like if you had different characters and members of your party with you, there was always different banter that they had with each other in the elevators. So I think those are world building moments. You yeah. Can have. And I enjoyed that because there's like different conversations that your characters could have with each other. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. It's just like you said, it's it's world world building. And uh, but speaking of Dark Crystal, there's a point where one of the podlings is eating and he's getting stuff all over his face. And then it'll like the camera will cut to something else and then cut back to him. And it, it like the food was all over him. And then he's magically just like clean again. And he's like taking another bite and gets like it all over him again. <laughs> I, I love stuff like that. 
<laughs> I love them when they do stuff like that where it's like because I'm like it's a puppet eating like it can't yeah. go the food can't go anywhere yeah <laughs> I I love when they, <laughs> they do stuff like that uh, I don't know what the other things I'm looking forward to um, I'm trying to think remember the name of that uh, the that space game that I haven't played yet that I really need to um, God now I can't remember the name Why am I something outlaw yeah something outlaw <laughs> has outlaw in it um, I keep wanting to say elite but that's the other game that I want to play that I'm never gonna play um, shit why can't I remember the name anyway while you think of that uh, I'm looking forward to gears gears five obviously that's tomorrow. Um, next week has Borderlands three, <laughs> like next week's a pretty big week. Yeah. Um, there, there are a few other smaller games coming out. There's, uh, there's one that's out tomorrow that is called, uh, creature in the well. Um, this is going to be on, on game pass. If you haven't seen it, I do think it's a good switch. It looks like a good switch game. Nice. And I don't, I don't know if it's made by the Hyperlight drifter person, but it looks kind of like Hyperlight drifter meets pinball. Really? Yeah, like you're a guy with like a a stick thing, and you'll hit like a ball around environments. Huh. It it looks really cool. I have to um, check that out. I yeah, I definitely think you should check that out. Um, if and you're if you're not playing Gears Five, <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean Gears Five is one of the ones I'm looking forward to. Um, the the game I couldn't remember it was it was Rebel Galaxy. Rebel Galaxy. <laughs> yeah, because just because I I really need to get this game so I can play it. Just so I can see if all the hype is true about it just being like what all of us freelancer um, fans have always wanted. Um, yeah, so. I think Frost should check out uh, Blair Witch since that's on Game Pass as well. Oh, I forgot to mention, I did play some Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, you did. You. I played a little bit of Blair Witch. I'm three you know, chapters funny. in. She, I which think she was saying much. she wanted to buy that, but. It's, it's just on Game Pass, so you don't have to. Yeah, it's. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm only three chapters in. I I found it quite boring, um, but I don't get spooked by stuff. But current, I played about an hour and a half, maybe two hours worth, and nothing spooky's happened yet. So I'm maybe not far enough in. But I was walking around and it was really dark, and I had a flashlight, and that gets kind of boring for me. Where I'm like, it, I have a flashlight. Oh, so and it's, it's Slenderman. It felt a bit like that at first. I don't know. I kind of wish this was a little bit more on rails because it's like it's got these walking around sequences and you have a cute dog with you. You have a cute German shepherd who like you get you have different commands for him and you can send yeah. him to find objects. Well, I'm never playing this game. now. <laughs> yeah, that, that was kind of my thought that I'm like, yep, something tragic's going to happen to that dog. You're going to send it out to go find something and you're just going to hear Yoop! you can you can pet the dog. In okay. fact, you get an achievement just for doing so. Nice. <laughs> Shout out to that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not going to have to download that. It's a really Might small file size. Stream it, stream it on our streaming streaming days. Yeah, that's what I thought. It would be great for uh, Salty and <laughs> Frost to stream. Yeah, um, especially because Salty hates scary games. I'm just... <laughs> just spitballing here now. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just like, scary games just don't do yeah. anything for me, even though I play a lot of them, but I just... They don't do much for me either. Like, I mean, I mean when get... I played Slender Man, I was just like sprinting around like yeah. uh, and the people kept around me, uh, you and everybody was like, oh, he's going to get you. And I'd be like running straight at him like, try me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that game didn't really phase me. Like, yeah, I get startled by jump scares, obviously, because that's what I mean. 
those don't even affect me. I think See. I'm broken. <laughs> like something actually scary will happen and I won't have the natural response because my brain's so adjusted to listen which once again i think it's a production thing because i'm so yeah. tuned into all the cues like oh the audio cutting out at this moment like a jump scare is gonna happen yeah they have well, certain so i hate sounds that because like i know a jump scare is gonna happen but it's always for me it's the startling sound like the sound is what gets me it's like there's sound so i'm like ah sound <laughs> see like, if i'm really not paying attention they can get me but most of the time i'm like yeah I'm so into invested in what I'm doing that I, I always hate that like you're watching a movie and like the all the music stops and there's like no sound you're like okay well here comes the jump scare like oh they're gonna put a dog barking like yeah. out of nowhere oh a cat <laughs> jumps out of the cabinet for some fucking reason yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like great or just like gets quiet and then like oh somebody dropped a like pot like a vase off a shelf and it yeah. shatters it just gets quiet and you just are <laughs> that's that's what it is. It's just Great. someone just fucking <laughs> punching the microphone. I just fucked up my pop filter here. Great, Justin. Was it worth it? It was. It was very worth it. But uh, yeah, I um the other one. This so everybody everybody was like PT. It was like the scariest thing of all time. That game didn't phase me at all. It was just it. For me, it wasn't like super scary, but it was confusing. Eerie. Yeah, I like, like the, I like the mood. It had a very good mood. The uh the the one loop where you're walking and there's the refrigerator that's tied to the ceiling and there's like an angry baby in it. <laughs> that kind of just that's it, unsettling. It, it spooked me. Or when there's the. Uh, Lisa like up on the rafters yeah like, when she's on the, the next floor above you that one is that's a little like yeah where it's like like it, it doesn't it it doesn't like it's scare creepy. me scare me but I do feel my skin crawl a bit yeah at the that's very like least. that's like the tingles down the spine moment that I wish more games had instead of relying on jump scares all the time yeah this was uh, PT had I mean, PT had its share of jump scares, like plenty of those of just like phones ringing and Lisa popping out yeah. of nowhere. But another good one. I mean, it's not even too much a horror game, but uh, um, now I'm drawing another blank. Um, that we can get that, that game by Ninja Theory. Oh, uh, Hellblade. Hellblade. Yeah, like listening to that game with headphones. It on, had moments because it felt like. Yeah, tickles like, in your eardrum, like yeah, tickling like, at the back of the ear. Like the 3D sound they had going on in that game was just like in some parts it was creepy as hell to listen to. It, there was some moments where it felt like somebody was licking my ear hole. <laughs> like it felt like somebody was like right on touching my ear. It's like ASMR, the video game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> well, they had that weird like ear microphone to record on. Yeah. <laughs> I think well, I think really what they did because how you accomplish that is you just you just have a um, put a microphone like you have like a head shape thing and you have and two, put the microphone on the inside of like yeah you have two microphones and they're separated so you're recording on two different microphones and one is all left channel one's all right channel and I just know it simulated an ear pretty well because yeah. it it felt like it hit all those zones. Yeah, I mean, there's like, yeah, it's like a head model thing that you like put microphones inside of. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I, I can't recommend. ASMR like, people have them. They say to play that with headphones, and it's one of the few cases where I was like, I'm gonna take your advice, and boy, <laughs> was it it enhanced that experience. I like I like headphones are like the best experience because you get everything. 
you hear a lot more. There, I've had a few games where I like uh, Entwined was another game that's a, it was a PlayStation game that they announced during E3 and it dropped during E3. But I played that with headphones because it very music based and yeah. it really enhanced it. So some games really, I know spooky games probably are best with headphones, but yeah. Hey, so that game um, that is being made by the um, one of the co like co-creators of Halo. What is that one called again? Oh God. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I just remembered that that was like announced and I can't remember the name of it. Uh yeah. it looked interesting. I think we talked we talked about it briefly, I think, on the game out episode, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Which we I did. think actually we that was the second part, so yeah, that's actually <laughs> I maybe no, maybe we did talk about it in the first part. I can't remember anymore. But uh I actually did look up the trailer for that and that seemed really interesting. Um not quite what I was expecting based off of what people were saying because I didn't watch the trailer before people like described it to me. Um where you have cuz you have that you're flying in that weird yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, you're on like a gunship. Yeah, you're thingy. like on a one person gunship and then you have like other like it's teammates. called disintegration. Yeah, disintegration because it's about like the last of humanity and us and stuff like that. Yeah, um, which is because you're kind of like part. A, yeah, and, you're an android. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, you're basically a cyborg um, or android. Um, I don't know. I what I almost kind of like. It almost seems weird to me that you're flying so close to the ground. Yeah, like it, you're like you're like yeah, I'm commanding these troops like that are my team but i'm like right up in there with them in my flying thing just kind of floating behind them like as if i have them on a leash like that's it's astral chain oh my god it it, that's almost what it seemed like it almost seemed like your teammates were just on a leash like maybe 10 feet in front of you and you just and like they're kind of pulling you along that's it's all i mean i did see some cool things where it looked like you like it looks really maneuverable I'm waiting to pass judgment until it's out. Yeah. Like I, it, it, did it look, looks interesting at yeah. the very least. Like, like the movement, visually, it yeah. looks impressive. Yeah. And I mean, the movement, I mean, the music, you can definitely like hear like the ties of like, this was made by a co-creator of Halo because they kind of the music, I mean, not the same composer or anything, but I mean, I'm sure they kind of like the same kind of feeling from Halo. It's like, hey, make the sound sound a little bit like mysterious, like the Halo soundtrack. Um but uh, yeah, the movement looked really good. I just almost, I was almost wishing like I was expecting like you're like you're commanding them on the ground and you're in the air. I was expecting like drone footage style, like you know, like if you yeah, ever seen yeah. like like a drone, like you're just kind of floating slowly overhead, and or um, they did. What's the best example of that? Like in a movie? Um, shoot, now I can't remember. What's the District Nine. Oh they had, yeah, like, yeah. They had like some camera shots of like ships just kind of in the air, um, kind of overseeing the ground. Like I like, I was almost expecting something like that, where like you can like lob some shots and and like drone strikes down at the ground, but for the most part, you're controlling your teammates and you're just kind of in the air. I didn't expect it to be like you're basically just kind of floating behind them. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I it, it looks really good. I am really looking forward to seeing more about that game and uh, hopefully playing it in the future. But I want to bring up a small weird news thing just because I don't think you have it in your news. So I'm just going to slot that? it in here. What's that? So Konami made a statement saying that they care about games and are oh going to be making games. Yeah, I, 
I might have put that in the news thing. I can't remember for sure. I just but was I did like, see that. Yeah. What? They, which is weird, just because like a few years back they were like, we don't really like we're kind of divesting from games. Yeah. And now they're now they're seeing re- their error of their ways, and because gaming is the future. But all I have to say is, fuck you, Konami. Go back to your pachinko machines. Part of me wonders if it like does. Bloodstain have anything to do with this? Is it like, <laughs> man, we own Castlevania. We could just make Castlevania. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. Wait, someone made a Castlevania game? <laughs> I mean, Igarashi said he would, like, he still wants to make Castlevania. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, don't do it. Just make, just make more Bloodstain. Don't go back to Konami. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> Well, I mean, he could, in many ways, it's like, why not both? <laughs> it's true. It's true. I would I would just be afraid of uh, them locking him, him into some sort of bin. Like, you can't make any more Bloodstained. You have to make the... Because I bet he get, could do get... what we say. He could get, like, probably a big-name publisher to get behind a Bloodstain too. Oh, I'm sure. So... Just not EA. Don't, don't go to EA. Don't, not, don't, not don't, don't go to EA. No, not EA. Not, not Activision. <laughs> I'd like to think Nintendo would be the way to go, but that's I'm a Nintendo fanboy, so I would say that. But yeah, you would. Nintendo's also been kind of investing in smaller companies like that, uh, which we'll get to. <laughs> Xbox, they'd be good too. Microsoft, yeah, they care about small indie companies too. Seems like PlayStation, on the other hand, you do need to sell a gajillion units <laughs> for them to, and then they'll care. buy. They'll finally buy you out in ten years. Yeah, you need to. <laughs> Make Spider-Man for them to care. You need to make a lot of games for them that sell really well over the period of like 10 to 15 years, and then they'll buy you out. (laughs) And they all have to be, all the games you make have to be Sony exclusive too. Oh boy. So are there, are there any other like games in the coming weeks you're excited for or shows or anything? Uh, nothing I can think of off the top of my head right now. I mean, I think we got quite a bit there. Yeah, we, we covered a lot. We got a lot of stuff. So I mean, I, I've been watching a ton of TV shows. Uh, I watched like Mindhunter season two. I stopped. I, I stopped and watched season. I watched one. season three of Thirteen Reasons Why. Too much fucking TV. I and can't then watch I watched all this uh, shit. Carol and Tuesday, which I know I recommended to you. That's by uh, Watsonabe, who did. Uh, yeah. Who did Samurai Champloo and that Cowboy one I Bebop. definitely have to watch because like that's he's my favorite like anime director. It, it's also uh, the animation studio Studio Bones, so you know so the animation is actually like really top notch. Good quality shit right there. Yeah, yeah pretty- Studio Bones always has like them and uh, uh, Kyoto Animation. Yeah, I, I will say just up front, Carol and Tuesday is not like I, I know I sent you in a text. It's very it's a lighthearted anime about music. Yeah. And it takes place on Mars because, of course, it has to have kind of a weird aspect. But it's not it's not like any of his other work where I feel like something like Space Dandy was real reminiscent of Cowboy Bebop. Yeah. And well, I mean, even like Samurai Champloo was nothing like Cowboy Bebop. And but but I mean, both were like all three of those are fairly high action. Yeah. Like And Kids on the Slope is one of his other th- uh, projects, too. And that was so also this, about music. Yeah, this is probably closer to that than anything else. But I haven't seen Kids on the Slope. Kids on the Slope is real good. So good. Yeah, I just uh, this is which I mean, all those are kind of I know his thing is always like music plus this theme. So I know like Shampoo was hip hop plus samurais and Bebop was jazz plus like space cowboys. And there's another one he did. I can't remember at the top of my head. 
Let me see here. I just wanted to make sure I'm not missing out. And I think Space Dandy was rock and roll plus Space Cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but yeah, there. Yeah, terror, terror, and resonance. Have you seen that one? No. It's about like these two kids that like basically blow up a building. I'll need to check these out because I like his body of work. I just haven't. Yeah. I've checked out the big ones for the most part. Aside from I know Kids on Slope is very critically acclaimed. So it's um, also known as Terror in Tokyo. I'll check that out when I go home. But yeah, just anime is anime. Um, yeah, it was. Um, let's see, aired on Fuji TV, acquired by Funimation for North American release. But uh, it does have some weird, like there's there's some weird moments where it's one of where they where they do the whole thing where there's a an American character, an English speaking character, but it's a Japanese person speaking in English. Always kind of funny, yeah. But I mean, I imagine it's similar, yeah, the other way well, around, do, yeah. It, but uh, yeah, it was, it's, it's a good show. I definitely recommend you check that one out. I, I won't give too much away because it's very much a thriller. Ah. so it's more along the lines of like a, um, ah, oh, shoot, what's the? Trying to think of the name of is it uh, like monster? No, the, <laughs> the one with the 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 kid with the bat. Oh, kill- paranoia. Yeah, it's it's more but not like paranoia. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, nothing can ever be like <laughs> Satoshi he, Khan's body of work. Yeah, just nothing like- can ever be like his body. Have you ever seen his original, like his first like live action movie? No, I didn't know he had a live live action movie. Yeah, at he all. he did a movie about. I think it's called like um, Hotel Horror or something. Interesting. It's a really. It's. I'll have to check that out because I own like DVDs of all his anime. Like even all, I own all of Paranoia Agent. I own Paprika, like Millennium Actress, and some of his stuff is Tokyo Godfather. My favorite. Um, He has a way with like facial animation. Yeah, just how like the the people don't necessarily look realistic, but they they feel realistic. Like like they're kind of grotesque and have folds in like (laughs) like ways that just Well, I feel like he made he made his characters actually look like they're Japanese. Yeah, that too. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like they actually well that that becomes an interesting thing because I know uh Full Metal Alchemist is a good thing for this because Full Metal Alchemist is very much like it's set in Europe. Yeah, like German. In a fictitious, type, yeah. like, well, depending on which version you're watching, but it's like it's a fictitious Europe and then the other world is like actual Europe. Yeah. Uh, and But th- that becomes a funny thing because then when they made an American, like out of all things, I don't know how this got screwed up because anime movies are kind of notoriously fairly bad but we finally like full metal alchemist because then they there's complaints of whitewashing and all that yeah which i i get to some extent but then there was like the reverse of that where it yeah, was like they, okay they got edward, yeah i was like edward elric is very clearly like a white european person yeah and then there was an it was an american director who made the movie <laughs> And cast the, is all Asian actors. But it's an anime. We got to have Japanese it everybody. It makes sense. It just doesn't make any sense. That was sense. such a bad movie. We never finished watching it. See, I've never done that one. I just, I know, like, because then there's also the Death Note movie, which is not good. But I mean, the, I know the, you're a, you defend it in the slightest. But. Yeah, it's it's not great, but I mean, it was a fun watch in the very least. I think um, the Japanese of, Death Note films um, that the that there's three of are better, but 
Yeah, I, I have a I have a hard time with Japanese live action movies. I just feel like they haven't really progressed since the original Godzilla movies. They which well, it's not even just Japanese, but a lot of the rest of the world is kind of a bit stunted when it comes to cinematography. Like, yeah, like cinematography and acting. I think they're a bit behind on. Yeah, I see. It's really funny because like a lot of like Western we owe a lot of our like Western film techniques to like 60s Japanese filmmakers doing Godzilla movies and yeah. then they didn't progress. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of it I always think is like, well, an unfortunate thing, of course, but it, of course, we see at this point, it's like, oh, we like what you did here. Let's just take that and do it better. Yeah. Like, or with better technology. Cause yeah. obviously that's another huge factor is American movies make tons of money and have lots of money behind them. Yeah. Versus Japanese like, films or otherwise. Like look at like any Michael Bay film just <laughs> or um any uh God, Titanic guy. Fucking James Cameron. Yeah, James Cameron. Get some James Cameron money behind a movie <laughs> where he just invents new technology before he even makes the movie. <laughs> yeah, so I would um, like to see maybe something with high budget come yeah. out of them but but in one defense of the death note movie um willem dafoe yeah best, he, he that was, was awesome that was really good casting for willem dafoe as ryuk but yeah but everything else in that movie is just eh. really bad acting and the fact yeah. that they tried to make it like let's just make it really gory and i'm like that's like not what death note was like <laughs> i don't know how you walked away from death note with that it's yeah. like, let's make it kind of like Final Destination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, but uh, yeah, I don't I, I, I don't know. It's just going back to like the Satoshi Kon stuff that um, that live action movie he did. I, th- I can't remember. It's like Little Hotel Horror, I think is what it's called. Um, I'll have to look this up, too, though. It's a very hard movie to find. <laughs> Cause it like, I'll find it. I'm sure you will, but it's not, it's not the easiest thing to find it. It could be easier now, but I remember the last time we tried to find it, like was like eight or so years ago, maybe longer. And it was very difficult, but, uh, it's basically about like, kind of like the tensions between like, um, South Korea and in Japan and like the racism that, um, South Koreans faced, um, from Japanese people. It was very interesting. Very good stuff. Very funny, too. <laughs> very funny. In a weird So probably more way. in line with like Tokyo Godfathers. Maybe. It's just it's it's just really good. It's a good good movie. I, I it's it's been a while since I've seen it. I gotta try to I gotta find it myself and watch it again because it's it's really good and like not very many people know of its its existence, but it's like one of the first things he's ever done too, so a good thing we had this long conversation because this whole time I've been trying to remember what I was going to talk about actually when I dropped that Konami thing <laughs> and it because it was Konami it should have reminded me of what it actually was but anyway it was that uh did you see that Death Stranding has a very easy mode which is it's designed for people who have never played a game before and really? I know uh Kojima and of course he would do this but he was like a lot of my actor friends because he likes having his actor friends. He was like who have never he's like they couldn't even complete a level of Pac-Man, which I found it interesting that he used Pac-Man. <laughs> but as an example, but he said uh, they were able to complete the game. So it, it's very much like a, I want to watch a movie uh, mode, which is, I guess, like more power to people who just want yeah. to experience it that way. 
Uh, but I find that interesting because not like difficult, like not all games inherently have to be difficult. But I don't know. Sometimes I almost wonder, like, if you, if there is a mode like that, I almost wonder, like, should I, should the game developer instead of like having that mode, like, do like, here's a DVD or a Blu-ray of like a playthrough of this game, <laughs> and you just watch it, and you just watch it, and don't have you don't have to spend the sixty dollars to buy the game. But I don't know. I, they, I almost wonder if they might sell more, make more money that way. Well. It's- I don't know. Maybe. I, I just always find the conversation, because there's always debates about difficulty in games, and of course Dark Souls gets brought into the equation, or games like Sekiro, where there isn't a difficulty slider. They're just, it's the one difficulty, yeah. you this do is it how on you, that difficulty. This is how you play the game. I mean, I don't... And it, I think, Whoever, whatever they do with the game, like, however they choose to build the game is... I think how they should like it. it I mean, it's their creative vision yeah. um, and realizing that because I, I do think if like, I know a lot of people are like, if they, how, if they, how, if they added an easy mode, would it take away from Dark Souls? And I was like, well, the point of a game like Dark Souls or Sekiro is, the, is the feeling like this euphoric feeling of surpassing a hard yeah. challenge and making that challenge lesser removes that like yeah like let's face facts here you're not playing a dark souls or a sekiro for story you're not playing it for like there's so many things you're not playing this for it's like you're playing it for the for the challenge like that's why chiefly why you'd play it but i know once again some players have complained about accessibility like i want to experience your game and really i i think of just life in general applying to this it's like i i have nothing against accessibility but once again it's a kind of a creative vision and they should be able to do what they want with it as a work yeah. of art and i think like in life there are just certain things you can't do yeah like i couldn't go like, out and play a game of football i mean <laughs> I, it's like i hate to be like well tough but it's like there are in real life there are physical limitations and there yeah. are things like you just can't do and i mean i w- i would love for people to be able to experience it but if i wish there was just a way if there was a way to experience the challenge in a more comfortable way but i don't think that would be making an easy mode in those games i think you would have to still make it maybe control differently maybe make the combat less complicated like there would be other ways to do that rather rather than just making an easy mode yeah i and like in the, your comparison to like real life like i would love to be like like race drones but i don't have the money to buy a racing drones <laughs> or go rock climbing yeah like there, there, there's <laughs> climb mountains yeah there's all sorts of different things like I, life isn't gonna just bend over backwards for me just because i want to do something so i mean i i feel like the same could should apply to video games um but i mean just like with difficulty like they should just do whatever they want the only thing i don't like is when they make a default difficulty but then they like like in halo's case where the the heroic setting says you should play on heroic yeah like this like that's the way the game's meant to be yeah they say like in the the subscript for heroic is like the way the the game is meant to be played and i'm like why is that shouldn't that be normal yeah that should be the default setting then and then heroic should be slightly harder than that. Which I've actually been getting more mad about when games have the default is actually hard. Like that's even worse when it like it <laughs> defaults, but then you yeah. check the default and it's hard mode. And you're like, well, yeah, why is there like easy and normal? Or sometimes I've noticed that they're 
There was a game I played recently that was like, there was hard mode and very hard mode. There was yeah. no easy, no nothing. And I was like, well, by definition, hard mode is just normal, I guess. Yeah. And very hard mode is actually hard. There, like, it's, it's weird. I don't know. But anyway, we should probably take a break. We've been going for like an hour and a half at least here. So, hey, we had good content in this section. It's good stuff. It's all well, good. Con- we always have good content. That's- this is the the off topic section really is what the uh, <laughs> talk about what you're looking forward to. Yeah, <laughs> it's anything not specifically video games, but we will be right back after a quick message from our sponsors, which is nobody. This is Liz. Hey, this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We are talking Star Wars, Star Trek, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. See you soon. All right. Welcome back to the LGA podcast. Uh, and we're going to talk about all the news. We, do, we I don't have any community engagement because, again, this was an emergency recording session. I didn't have anything planned. It was just... You got community engagement? No, I got Yeah, nothing. you fucking hate breakfast for dinner. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> you like breakfast for dinner. Yeah, I love breakfast for dinner. You're wrong. I love eggs. I love bacon. I like toast. I like French toast. I like pancakes, waffles, bacon. I will accept... Bacon. More bacon? I will accept egg sandwich. An Eggmo? Or a cheeseburger with an egg on it. It's all you get. It's not breakfast. A cheeseburger with an egg on it with bacon. (laughs) What about cereal for dinner? Well, that's like for poor people. Oh, shut the hell up. (laughs) (laughs) Some Reese's Puffs for dinner. It's it's Reese's for dinner. That's dinner in Marcus's house. God. <laughs> Having some shredded mini wheats, frosted shreds. <laughs> oh, did you, did you ever get like those giant hunk of wheats? Like, yeah, the actual like, yeah, like, it's just like like the non mini wheats. Yeah, it's like it's shredded it's, wheats. It's just shredded wheat, and it's just like a brick. It's a, yeah, it's a it's literal like a brick, fucking brick, and you just and it comes submerge, in a pouch. Yeah, it, and you, you submerge it in milk, and just like pry it apart. I used to have that all the time as a kid, but I would just dump sugar on it. Yeah, it was like you gotta just put a gallon of sugar on it. <laughs> Uh, it's pretty good. Anyway, I just want a quick fuck you. Uh, there wasn't any. There's no real community engagement. This is yeah, just no, I me didn't, I didn't get telling a whole, Justin to go fuck himself. I didn't get a whole lot of support on that because even even Aiden chimed in and he was just like, "Man, when I worked at at McDonald's and until like whatever time in the morning, like I just wanted to eat breakfast in the morning at night or." And I'll eat breakfast any time of day. You saw how many eggs. You saw my eggs mixed with my English muffins. <laughs> your, and your my pound, sausages. Your, your 12 eggs, your pound of sausage. You know what? I'm going to go bacon. post that picture on your fucking thing and be like, this is both breakfast, lunch, and dinner. This is like that's one the, well, meal I mean, to rule them all. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's you eat that in breakfast and you don't have to eat the rest of the day. 
Because <laughs> you're going to be plugged up. <laughs> you think a full English is big? This is a meal of champions. And then so, uh, one other guy, that, I forgot his name, but he was just like... Gamer Scrooge owns a griddle. He said that. Yeah, yeah I saw that. He 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 does, he cooks them on a griddle. Well, because I made like the... I made like the the rhyme the pan, alliteration. The pancake. Yeah, it's like pancakes. I hope you pan breaks. It's <laughs> that's awful. Like, that's like an Eminem rhyme right there. <laughs> Don't throw shade on Eminem. He might he might publicly shame us. He might he might he he would kill us. He will burn our penis to the ground, literally. <laughs> so, um, but then the other guy, he was just like. Um, <laughs> He's like, what? Well, well, what if I want to eat a, a steak for breakfast, huh? I was like, that you need depends. to be a chicken fried steak, is what you yeah, said. Yeah, I was like, is it is is it country fried? And he was just like, no, just steak and a one sauce. And I'm like, oh my hey, god, why? Steak and eggs is a classic breakfast as well as a dinner. Steak, you can't beat steak and eggs. That's true. That's true. I always, I always, I forget that about steak and eggs. I do, but I love country fried steak with sausage biscuits. I'll eat, I'll eat biscuits and gravy any time of day. I'll, there's I'm a huge a, fan of There's a really good place in Bozeman that does biscuits and gravy. I'm going to go back and get that again. Is it the one with a big plate of biscuits and gravy that's like a whole plate with yeah. four biscuits yes. just drowning in yeah. gravy? Yeah, it's at um, Main Street Over Easy. Is that what you're thinking of? I think so. They have It's like called like the Grizzly Killer or something like that. It's oh. so much food it can kill a grizzly because you know the whole like college rivalry. I'll be a judge about that. But I uh, <laughs> yeah, I got that once and it was real good. I got a grizzly size hunger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You fucking whole whole package package of eggs, bacon, and sausage on one plate. I should be a fat person. I really you should. should be. I don't know, like how how are like the metabolism of a god? <laughs> apparently, like you should have my body. I- I also should have my body. I should I'm have not, rolls on rolls. I'm not I'm saying, saying I'm not saying I should have your body, but you should definitely have my body. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't I didn't do anything to deserve your body, but you do everything to deserve mine. <laughs> I was given a gift and I was like, let me tr- I was trying to run this into the ground and it just doesn't work. <laughs> I don't know how many Big Macs I shove in my face, and I oh haven't god. gained a pound. <laughs> oh god, yeah, I'm like hovering. I'm like two fifteen right now. I need to lose like a good like sixty pounds. It's okay, ridiculous. Granted, I I weigh one eighty five, but I obviously don't look like I weigh one eighty five. You look like you're at a two hundred of pure bronze. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know most people think I weigh like 160, so, but I was like, no, I weigh like 185. I'm, I'm a heavy you, boy. You look, you look dense. I, I mean, that's, I'm, that's mo- what most people say. I'm like, <laughs> like you just look solid. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't look like a frail little 160. Like, I don't know. Like at your height, 160, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> I'm not super, I, I, I'm 5'8". I'm considered short to some. You're only five. It's, I'm like five. That's like, I mean, the internet calls like anything under five ten a manlet. Don't say that. <laughs> How do you think I feel? I'm barely five six. <laughs> like I'm almost midget no. status. I know, I know six foot at this point. I, I'll point quotes, air quotes. Uh, 
six foot is considered average height now. That's ridiculous. But, but when I was growing up, the health book said five eight was average height. So yeah. I I still consider myself an average height human. <laughs> your height, your your average height for your your age bracket. It's <laughs> no like I feel everybody like, falling for those tall people. They've made they've screwed up the gene pool. So now only tall people get to exist. Yeah, exactly. It's selective breeding. Well, like when my my dad is like even shorter than me, and like he has trouble finding men's shoes that fit him his shoe his foot size, and he's like, I feel like when I'm his age, I'm gonna have the same exact problem. Probably. Like I'm, you're gonna need wide shoes, is what you, like real wide shoes. I'm I'm gonna probably. I'm gonna just like need like a custom like freaking what do they call those shoe people. I forget uh, what cobbler. Yeah, I'm gonna need like I'm gonna need like a personal cobbler. That's gonna be like that'll be one of the patrons. Well, it will be Adam Sandler. That'll be like that'll be like that'll be like one of one of like the Patreon or like the Twitch streaming goals, like my monthly cobbler payment. <laughs> like don't please donate to my stream so I can I need buy shoes. shoes cobbled for me. I need shoes made specifically for my my small person feet because they don't make shoes my size anymore because everybody's a beastly over six foot size monster now. They're all I, I'm it's all fl- that fucking Wheaties, man. Especially looking at the high school kids. Like anytime I see the high school kids, they're all tall, but they're like they're sticks. Yeah. Like I'm like it, if I were to just bump into you, if I shoulder bumped you, you would shatter to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> they all look pretty top heavy too. <laughs> Just you would literally just blow into a pile of bones, just like in Castlevania. You would just. <laughs> oh god, yeah. Anyway, that was that's that was height talk with uh, Marcus and Justin. <laughs> Apparently, the the manlets. I guess the, we're the, manlets. The manlets, according to the internet, were the manlets. I don't like that term. It's too derogatory. <laughs> I've I've accepted my role. I just accepted. I know I'm short. Oh, I know I'm. I'm short. I'll do air quotes because I'm, I'm like I'm terribly short. When it comes to short people, I'm like the tallest of the short you're, people. You're the king of the shorties. I'm, yeah, I, I'm a dwarf amongst midgets, as people you're sometimes king, say. So you're <laughs> what you're saying is you're a king manlet. <laughs> I guess <laughs> he's their emperor. He's the tall one. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like Invader Zim rules. You're the tallest. Well, it's weird because <laughs> even. A couple of my friends that are also 5'8", I'll, I'll put in air quotes because I feel people lie about their height all the time, but I'm taller than all my friends that are 5'8", like visually taller than them. <laughs> You're just saying. That I'm, it's like, am I just a ma- magical... <laughs> yeah, see, like, I'm 5'6 when I'm wearing shoes, so... <laughs> this is, becomes a confusing thing. I've measured myself in shoes and out of shoes, and I'm still 5'8", even. <laughs> So I I don't know maybe how. It's just you, you're maybe you're just slouching you're just slouch, enough. You're slouching when, when you I'm, wear shoes. I don't know. <laughs> might be I, it, it's a strange but, thing. Like I, I there I feel like I'm shrinking already. Like I think like, if like people shrink when they get older, I feel like I'm already like at that stage in my life or something. Because like you're gonna be like my my grams and like, develop a hunchback. I, like I seriously remember at one point in my life I was like closer to five seven, but now I'm like. Solid five six. Five, six. I'm five six with <laughs> shoes on. Like what the fuck happened? I don't know. I don't know. It's maybe my posture's getting wonky. Maybe uh maybe my my work is fucking up my back and compressing it. I don't know. Your back compression. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> I have a crushed but. disc. It's great. <laughs> 
Anyway, we should get to some of the news here. It's getting it's getting late over here in the studio, and we still have a lot of news to cover. So let's, let's see. Find uh, my stuff here. Oh yeah, so uh, last time when we covered the news, we talked a bit about the Ion Fury stuff. Yeah, and that was there. There's there's more has happened since. Oh yeah, it's big a big drama shitstorm. Yeah, so now the the after what we were talking about last time, now the f- developer backtracks and says that they're not removing the gay joke because of censorship. And now they're really like on that whole like we we will not be censored type thing. This is a confusing matter. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I know I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying like fuck this developer. Uh, you know, stuff like that. Like, boycott this developer. This is a problem with toxic masculinity and a lot of other things, or just the game industry in general. Yeah, just um, homophobia, which I I can agree with, but at the same time, it's like I guess if if look if that's his creative vision, let it be his creative vision. If you want to say fuck this person, vote with your wallet. Don't buy this fucking game, and I guess shame him on a public space like Twitter or something. But I don't know if it's like a so be it thing. I wish they weren't so bigoted. I wish, you know, that they weren't giant homophobes. But you're no matter what it is, there's there's enough people and enough games in existence that vote with your wallet. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's so like one of the statements here is he called people. um, He was criticizing SJW. Yeah, I was going to say specifically used SJW, which he considers like a derogatory term. Yeah. And so and then he went on to say we will absolutely not be censoring Ion Fury or any of our other games now or in the future, including but not limited to by removing gags such as gaming's most controversial facial wash, the statement said. And the of course the facial wash is, is a shampoo uh, bottles with the word "ogay" on them, and then uh, secret area containing the word "fag bag." Huh? Yeah, I don't. Eh. <laughs> Very strange stuff. Uh, <laughs> It, seems it doesn't weird. even attempt to be tasteful in any yeah. fashion. Yeah, and it's not it's, like I don't. I don't even think it could be, even if it was cr- yeah. more creative. But I was like, these aren't even good. Yeah, <laughs> not even trying to be even funny, just like being an a hole. But um, he, it just seems weird that they would be like, yeah, we're gonna remove them, and then within a week, yeah, no, fuck you guys. Like I. I this becomes kind of a funny statement in and of itself. But I'm like, I get that you're like making a basically a 90s callback game but it's like it doesn't need to be bigoted or treat women poorly like a 90s game (laughs) like we've come such a long way from there like why drag it back so poor poor uh 3d realms here they're kind of caught in a bad place because they published the game but um so now they're um so yeah, they were saying that they would donate ten thousand dollars to LGBTQ anti-suicide nonprofit, the Trevor Project, and patch the content out of the game. Um, and they said that the content was not approved by us. And then also went on to say that future contracts would allow the publisher to sever relationships with anyone who didn't follow its zero tolerance policy for hate speech. So they're kind of stuck it with this right now because of the contract that they they signed with the developer. So kind of they're caught in a bad place with this so i'm sure they're kind of sweating right now too um so like since then the ion fury has been 
review bombed and now it's um so they've been review bombed and now they are actually so-called caving to the SJWs and censorship um God. yeah it's just a bad situation just another another clown car in the circus that is video games right now is it so hard to not be a piece of shit that's what i want to know well, how about this? How uh, Pro Jared came back with a, uh, oh yeah, um, a, a video of him okay denying we, allegations. Okay, when we were actually recording last episode, I was watching a portion of this, so you probably didn't know that. But was, it's a forty-five minute long YouTube video, which he does. I'll yeah, give I think him you credit. mentioned that. He has a lot of receipts to a lot of conversations he had and a lot of the quote-unquote underage people that he was sharing nudes with where they have they claim to be 18. He has all the receipts for all this stuff. He has receipts for conversations with his wife and knowing about the divorce and saying, it, like, wanting an open relationship and all this. Yeah. The things I can't get behind with Pro Jared is he makes statements saying he didn't realize it, that there was a power dy- like a bad power dynamic with these people where yeah. they idolize him in some way and totally. or would want something from him which yeah. it's like and we talked how about the this fuck yeah. you have over a million subs barely yeah. and now and you we, don't we talked about this like around him a bit yeah like when we when we mentioned him the first time cuz we also brought up like PewDiePie if he were to do the same thing and we also mentioned Michael Jackson the same deal just power dynamics and it's like you can't be how could you be blind to the power dynamics in this that it's just not good. It, yeah. It's not good. And it, it like, regardless of age, I mean, age plays a significant factor in some of this, but it's like, even if these people are over 18, it leads to a bad, really bad power dynamic where they're going to be abused or on, on a, in a, in a submissive role to you and subservient to you just because yeah. you're, you're a, a god famous. To them. Yeah, like, like like getting invited backstage to like a concert and then they're like then they start pressuring like the people they invite or like <clears throat> so like fictional rock band invites a, like some girls to their their to sleep with yeah like their their Which tour we bus know happens like yeah. that does happen and they get pressured into do something maybe they don't actually want to do but or they because, may do and then regret later yeah because they don't they didn't think it all through because like you the moment and the the whole like well you're they're just rich blinded, and famous yeah and, you're blinded by celebrity you're, yeah it I mean. And all, part of that is like of it all the time. Cult of personality is part of that. Yeah, uh, but it, it's just it, which is obnoxious because you're you're going to do things you're probably going to regret later. And I actually recently had kind of a conversation about this where one of my friends in particular seemed to think there isn't a problem with this, which I'm like I, I don't know how you couldn't because he, he in his mind it was both parties are getting what they want out of it like. They got to see him naked and he got to see them naked. Both parties win. But I'm like, yeah. it's not as simple as that because you add in, once again, the fact that one of these parties is deified by the other party. Yeah, it's a shitty situation. And from what I've gathered from like reading up on like every side of this is that um, pretty much everybody in this situation is a terrible person. The true victim <laughs> really is Ross. Still basically, but at the same time, Ross knew about the yeah. stuff going on 
uh, and kind of consented to it because his relationship was already kind of yeah. falling apart yeah. by the wayside. So, but it still kind of it still sucks for him because it's just yeah, it yeah. just it still sounds like yeah, R- Rubber Ross is basically still the good guy. It sounds like all of this was like Pro Jared's still kind of a piece of shit. He's maybe not as big of a piece of shit as Force first portrayed, but he's still yeah. kind of a piece of shit. And you know what? What is with Nintendo fans? Once again, this cute, innocent, mostly for children <laughs> thing. Being and, pieces of shit. Well, and <laughs> it's community and people surrounding it, like people obsessed with it or or that produce content in the Nintendo space like a pro Jared that end up being like seedy and having like nude content. Like what's with them being kinksters, basically? Like what is with Nintendo and Kingsters? What's going on? <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> I I have no idea. And no I mean, idea I, here. Full full disclosure here. I'm a giant <clears throat> Nintendo fan, but I can tell you, I'm not a huge piece of shit. <laughs> of course, that's a biased opinion. It's, but most people that know me, I'm a pretty good guy. I don't have anything to hide over here. I'll pretty much tell you my whole life story. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, well, in other dumpster fires in the gaming industry, we got some... It's... it's it's. Uh, let's see. What, what what should I call this? It's it's time for hashtag me too in the game, gaming, indi- gaming industry edition. Yeah, this was... This exploded. Unfortunately, it exploded the week that we didn't were record. doing a game out. Um, yeah. So we didn't really record on this, but there was a lot of talks. Most of this spurred out of a Kotaku article. Um, yes. Um, so uh, so <clears throat> a game developer spoke out against beloved composer Jeremy Soule. No longer beloved, but I mean, it's all... I this mean, is he, still in the talks right now, but yeah. it sounds substantial Allegedly, enough yeah, that he... And I mean, to the extent of the extreme extent that it was rape. Yeah. Um, yeah. Instead of not just not just like like a sexual assault, yeah, sexual or assault or like misconduct. It's like full on like rape allegations. And it doesn't sound good for Jeremy soul, especially given the fact that we already knew that he wasn't going to be a part of the next uh, Elder Scrolls game, which we were wondering, like, did he do something um, that Bethesda is trying to distance themselves yeah. from, and it turns maybe this out, was an open secret. Yeah, maybe this was a thing that kind of already they knew about, and they weren't. They were just kind of hoping to sweep it under the rug and just be like, "Yeah, Jeremy Soul, he's not going to be part of this project," and not say anything and hope that this didn't come out. Which tisk tisk Bethesda on this one too. I mean. Well, hey, we, we don't know for sure, but... We don't, but I mean... That happens a lot. When, a lot when, of this happens with big-name companies how many times and big-name composers <laughs> and big-name yeah. anything. And how many times have we been wrong on this podcast? All the time. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, but, uh, no, I just... It, it's a shitty situation, for sure, because I've always spoke very highly of Jeremy Soul's music, and I know there's the whole aspect of like separating the art from the artist and... Um, hard at sometimes it's hard sometimes it's easier for certain people but i mean obviously like he's a composer so it's not like i'm hearing his voice if i'm listening to like his other music but at the same time it's just like just knowing that like yeah this guy's a rapist and i'm listening to his music and that i mean allegedly i, I mean, mean it's he's, speaking, he's I, denying all of it but i mean i have a thing a, very much like this which this isn't necessarily art from the artist but i have troubles eating at subway <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, because I know I know a what giant, a giant Jared corporation, was a giant pedophile, and I'm and like he took all that subway money. Well, I'm just like I I know it's not the case, but just I have. I have anxieties, like really bad anxiety. So <laughs> I'm just like, are people going to see me going into a subway and be like, look at that pedophile? Oh my God. <laughs> like, look at I that. I could definitely, that's definitely, I mean, it sucks for a subway that have that, like, have, have that happen. Like, someone like, like, they're, they're big, like the guy that they put money behind for years and years and years. I mean, he put subway, he was the face of subway. Yeah. Like, but, how, how would that, how else, like, what other person, like what other person is like a spokesperson for like a company like that like that Ronald McDonald he touched those kids <laughs> and the Burger King like that, all I should feel bad eating at every restaurant <laughs> <laughs> everyone's uh, yeah. Uh, yeah but yeah I the, it, it sounds like there's enough uh, that's substantial backing this one compared to some others that have come out but since then it's oh, it's like it like as with the Me Too movement. Um, because of this, other people that have had stuff happen to them have started coming forward. Open the floodgates. Yep, the floodgates have opened, and now there's like a whole slew of uh, people in the gaming industry that are being accused of various nefarious acts, and it's it's not it's not good. I mean, again, like you said, is it so hard to not be a piece of shit? Apparently, it and especially like in the entertainment industry, it's. I mean, I, I, I don't even want to, I don't even think I should just limit to the entertainment industry. It's just like the whole world. Everybody's a piece of shit. It, um, the, the, more of this becomes like, does power corrupt? Absolutely. Like does absolute power corrupt? Absolutely. Type thing. And it's just like having, I think any semblance of power, uh, leads to people abusing power. It, I, I think it's almost like a tightrope walk to see how long you can resist abusing it to any extent. Yeah. And then like, because it's even on like small time. So you like now I saw I I read a thing that said you're a celebrity if you have uh 30,000 followers, which it's like yeah. yeah, you're not like I would understand even people at a million followers probably don't view themselves as a celebrity because you're not like getting stalked necessarily. You're not you can still go shopping and people don't stop you and a lot of like regular folks don't recognize you but it's like in someone's eyes probably even at 30,000 followers someone out there deifies you like you're everything yeah. to this person and they would they would probably die for you which is gross don't get obsessed with people like this don't be a stan don't be yeah, a stan don't yeah don't be a stan well especially don't be a like, I I did actually look everything up everything in moderation I, I did look up the um the the context of that <clears throat> that song a little bit earlier while you were talking, and the whole Stan thing in in his his song is that this fan is like super obsessive over Eminem, and I mean it's obviously it's not like it's not like a true story, but it's like fiction this fictionalized thing. Um, so this character is like a super fan of Eminem and is writing letters to Eminem, but not getting a response and getting angrier and angrier. And it gets to the point where this person, uh, like has like a, leaves like a voice recording to Eminem, uh, saying what he's going to do. And you find out that he has his, uh, pregnant girlfriend tied up in the back trunk of his car. And then he just drives into a river and it's just murder suicide by car driving into the river. And that's what happens in that song. So I didn't obs- know obsessive, super obsessive fans. <laughs> but yeah, don't be a stan. 
Absolutely. Bad news. Um, so also in the so continuing with this whole this this garbage fire. Um, uh, Alec Halauka Halauka Halauka. I, don't know, I have no it? idea how to say this last name. Alec Halauka. I always but he which he, I feel really bad. Yeah, that so, we can't. Yeah, say, but he. So he's been accused of. Um, which this came out after the Jeremy Soul thing, yeah, and so like almost like the direct floodgates. response because the yeah. floodgates opened. Yeah, that he got fingered for sexual, essentially sexual assault. Uh, which sounded like yeah. reading more on this that he uh, it was like a, almost straight up kidnapping. Like he, like he like locked people in his house is what it sounded like. Yeah. Or apartment. Yeah. He would like not like he's like, oh, you come down and visit me and I'll buy you like your ticket and return ticket, whatever. And then which like, this guy refused worked, to buy a return ticket. And yeah, this guy worked on the game uh, Night in the Woods. Uh, he was one of the three like project leads on it. And anyway, after the allegations came out, the two other people cut ties with him and they had a lot of toxin for like night in the woods ports and like follow-ups and other things but that basically everything involving that got put on hold after the allegations and they kind of turned their back on him but i only find this interesting because night in the woods is kind of about like being a millennial and just like a lot of depression and everything like mental illnesses yeah and all that stuff and then you hear like it's just weird i guess cuz then obviously this guy which which we'll get to, but this guy is both, which I think it's the case in a lot of these cases. It's like he's both victim as well as like predator. Yeah. Like, because, <laughs> yeah, he very much suffered from mental illness and very much like severe, severe depression. And he had been battling it a long time. But anyway, after the allegations, he, well, I, I couldn't find concrete evidence, but it sounds like he took his life because he yeah. died like three days after the allegations um so and i want to be as respectful as possible so that's kind of why i feel pretty bad that we botched his name um because i'm sure we did but it it is like mental illness is a huge issue but you can't use your depression and mental illness yeah as almost an out to hurt other people but also like now there's like now there's no closure for the the, the victim yeah of his attack um, but yeah, that really all of the, this whole situation sucks, which I don't know. It, it, it sounds like a lot of like, I've never played night of the woods. I plan to, and I still want to as much as this for me in this case, it's not separating art from the artist because there's other people that worked on that game other than just him, even though I know he was heavily involved with the writing and yeah. And in that it's once again, it's somewhat a personal story. Like, everything in that game is based off, like, slightly true, exa- like, exaggeratedly true events and, like, based off real people and all that that they knew or stories that they've had. Yeah. And it's just, eh, like, it, it almost seems kind of weird. Like, so around this time last year is when basically the movie and TV industry started going through its Me Too movements. And then, like, even, like, there was an article on the guardian from someone in january of um 2018 so it wasn't even last year it was like the year before yeah so the me too movement wasn't last year it was the year before right i think so yeah so but then like in 2018 of in january there was an article on the guardian saying the gaming industry isn't yet ready for its me too movement but now we are well i guess we're ready now 
it needs it. These are conversations that need to be had. People don't. People need to stop being pieces of shit. Victims can't be like, if you're a victim out there, please talk to somebody. (laughs) Like, don't, don't let your harassers like just walk free. That's bullshit. But I mean, I feel real bad because this is like, I, because in this specific instance, it's like, person comes out against like person X comes out against person Y yeah. and, and now, then he person Y kills himself. Yeah. And now this person is you're receiving gonna, like backlash. Like people like, like yeah, now, now you're like, it's almost like worse than survivor's guilt. Yeah, like what do you, would you like, call this? Now like people are like blame, like blaming her for his suicide, his suicide. There's no or, one to or, blame, yeah. but the person. Yeah. And so like now like her, she, she had to lock down her Twitter because like, People were being, she was getting like, death fr- threats. Oh, I'm sure, which is bullshit. Like, it seems like anybody. It seems like anybody who comes out with like in the, like Me Too stuff is they is just instant death threats. Like seriously, go fuck yourselves if you're gonna do that. Which if he, if this person chose to take his life, that was his choice. It's not a good choice. Yeah, it's a and a, also as like I said it earlier, his, it's a permanent choice. Like it's something. It's a permanent solution to a temporary problem. It, yeah, and also like it's also his choice to be like a sexual assault person, and don't fucking do that. Just because I do like to keep things lighthearted here. Uh, what I would equate this to is uh, uh, this is a real life BM. He's he's doing a bad manners in real life. He's <laughs> this is a uh, it's grieving, uh, which which is a video game term as well. That's what he did. <laughs> yeah, it's a griefer. Yeah. Um, then there's also the Oculus Rift one. Did you see this one? I didn't see this one. So a woman says Oculus, Oculus Rift co-founder put his hand up her skirt during VR demo. Wow. Yeah. yeah he's touching her private parts while she had a VR headset on. Very gross. Keep your hands to yourself. Yeah. Everybody. Don't touch anybody ever unless they tell you to. I mean, and unless then, they like give they, you permi- explicit permission to. And And not to be like judgmental here but like they have a picture of the guy here and like he looks like a guy that would do that just like <laughs> uh, just you just look at it. like you watch the that's okay i get told i look like a serial killer all the time <laughs> i hear i hear the or i like you read you read the article you see the headline you look at the picture and you're like yeah that checks out <laughs> oh boy let's move on to better news yeah i think that's the end of the the crappy news. So we're going to talk now about one second. Let me get some. Cause that was, so I mean, basically all I had here was the bad news and the other good news is all the Nintendo stuff. So I'll let you, uh, you know, all that stuff. Oh boy. There's a, there was there's a, a Nintendo direct so, yesterday. Yeah. Like it surprise was, Nintendo direct just out of nowhere, just, which is basically one of the main reasons we are recording today because I was like, we can't wait another week to get this out. So it's dropped on us like a bomb. Yeah. And there's it's, people won't stop talking about this Nintendo direct. There's a lot of stuff that happened. There was a lot to unpack. Um, granted it was, I don't think there was anything like super duper, like, unknowns uh some of the stuff we even like talked about i i hesitate to say predicted because yeah. some of it was just like just kind of known like, yeah. quantities uh uh first and foremost just one that one of the things that we talked about that was kind of a like known thing a bit is there was the patent for the snes controller yeah. which now we know that's a uh it's a 30 dollar peripheral that's a replica snes controller and there are now snes games 
on the on the online front of Nintendo Online. Uh, so if you have that, you can play some SNES games. Uh, there's a list. Uh, let me let me find it. And honestly, I think I would buy the eight bit dough controller. That's what I, I was. I kind of mentioned that to my friend because he's like, when you see that go up for pre order, let me know. And I was like, I'm curious how this stacks against eight bit controllers because not only is there the the analog stick one, which is fifty yeah. bucks, that has a lot of customizability that works with the Switch, yeah, but there's that's also the one I really want to get. There's other replica ones that work that are also in the thirty dollar range. So I'm yeah. just curious how that stacks up. The uh, the opening games for the Super Nintendo stuff on there is Brawl Brothers. Um, this is not Smash Brothers. <laughs> uh, Brawl Brothers, Breath of Fire, Demon's Crest, F Zero. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, we were talk- we talked about F Zero a lot. <laughs> Actually, this has a few games that were brought up by uh, Dave. So <laughs> yeah, it's got a uh, Joe and Mac Two, Lost in the Tropics. Kirby's Dream Course, Kirby's Dreamland 3, Pilot Wings, Star Fox, Stunt Racer FX, Super EDF Earth Defense Force, if that's what EDF stands for if you didn't know, uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, Super Mario Kart, Super Mario World, that's everybody's favorite, uh, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island, I know you like that, Justin. Oh, yeah. Super Metroid, Super Poyo Poyo 2, Super Soccer, and the fabled Super Tennis that was brought up by Dave. <laughs> he came to like Super Tennis. And uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. So there's quite a bit of good games. Some of those are on the NES Classic, the well, the SNES Classic. But it's nice to have them in a in a couple places. So yeah. play those. I it's, They have the... Uh, re, these all come with the rewind feature intact. So you can rewind games a bit. It's a cheat death. So if you so choose... Um, and I assume the other functions that the NES games have, like the online multiplayer, and I say that like they had a uh, mode where you can pass, quote unquote, pass the controller to a uh, player two, or like, uh, well, you can pass the controller to like somebody else uh, to so yeah. they can control, and you can kind of harass players. Uh, you can harass the player that's playing, and you can play two player. So I'm more looking forward to when they add the Donkey Kong Country games to this, which I. I'm sure will happen at some point because how could you not? And then I can play the uh, two-player competitive with my friend Dustin. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. And as I mentioned, that the SNES controller it will be uh, $29.99, so it's it's reasonably priced. Is it wired or wireless? It's wireless. Okay. It, it charges with the same cable you'd use for the Pro. Oh, okay. So it, it looks pretty good. Um I may buy one. It, it, you know, I may buy one just for the sake of seeing how it stacks against the eight bit O one. Yeah. Um, there was, there is a demo of Damon X Machina, which I mentioned, which was also announced during this. Uh, one of the weird things that was announced. Uh, I don't even know if you knew about this, but uh, Jedi Knight Two is coming to Switch. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's a weird. Yeah, I was like, what a like out of left field. Yeah. Like, game to come on there i mean that's pretty cool but super odd um can you use the joy cons as lightsabers i think so but who knows <laughs> who knows at this point um dmc2 is going to switch which this kind of sucks because they are selling this for 20 bucks which is kind of a ripoff because <laughs> you could get devil may cry collection with one two and three on xbox or playstation or pc 
for basically 20 bucks or 30 bucks, <laughs> which it's... Yeah, it sucks to just pay for the one game. Yeah, so I, I think this is kind of obnoxious of Capcom to do because they and released it's just digital, one digital, right? I bet what they'll do is there's digital one and two, and I bet they'll do three, and then they'll release a pack that's the collection that will have a physical, I guarantee mm, yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like and people were complaining online about um, Terraria because it costs 30 bucks to get Terraria on it's the Switch. kind of obnoxious. I mean, that stuff will go on sale and eventually come yeah. down in price. Like it but... definitely is the Switch tax, but like people were, I feel like, because they're like, people were complaining, like, this game was like 20 bucks when it came out at most and was always on sale for like 15, 10 or less. And I've now comes it. a Switch and it's 30. I've seen it on sale on Switch, so. Okay. For, yeah, like, I was, for like 15, so it... Yeah, I was just like, I don't, I, I wouldn't, maybe it's overpriced compared to what it was when it was new and yeah it is an older game but at the same time like the amount of content you that you get in that game i don't think like you could pay 60 bucks and i still think you get your money's worth if you actually play the game and so there is there's just so much news um there's a lot of it there's so much let's see uh i guess well what the direct opened with was overwatch so overwatch is coming to switch this was kind of leaked a bit but i know i don't know if we ever covered that this leaked I think we cast. had a passing mention but, of it. But what initially happened was is Overwatch got... There was a case, like a Nintendo Switch case, that got listed through Amazon and on uh, through GameStop. Yeah. And then, so people were like, well, why would you make a case if there wasn't the game? And then, on top of that, there was a pre-order list that got printed somewhere that had a lot of games people knew on there, but there was two games people were unsure about and that was overwatch and one called like scrat's nutty adventure or something (laughs) which is scrap from ice age and like a couple days later that game got announced so it was like okay (laughs) overwatch has to be real now so and that it was and i mean i think we had talked at length at some point that overwatch is definitely coming to switch and yeah here it is we live in that future (laughs) (laughs) There was a, there is a free, free to play, or as they said in the Nintendo Direct, free to start Kirby game called Super Kirby Clash. I downloaded this, but I haven't checked it out yet, but I'm like probably not going to be super invested in it. It, (laughs) It's kind of a Kirby game where it looks kind of like Kirby Battle Royale in a way of like you pick a character class, which will be a power of some kind and then like you battle and level up and stuff. But I'll be able to speak to that better probably next episode after I've played it a little. Um, Trials of Mana is now officially announced for Switch because it got announced for basically everything else. But it would be it was weird for the Mana Collection to be on Switch without Trials of Mana, the remake of the third game that we never had here, to not come to Switch. That wouldn't have made any sense. Yeah. Uh, so that is announced and launching on April 24th. Uh, 2020 this game uh return of the Elbert Din, uh which yeah. i gave glowing reviews to i couldn't praise yeah. this game enough it's coming to switch which we really need to get back to doing some more reviews so i can put more stuff up oh on i would the love to feed. but yeah it's uh anyway that's coming to switch i if if you didn't play pick this up on pc definitely probably pick it up on switch the visual style of this is great it's got amazing music it it is a whodunit kind of thing like you are piecing together yeah who did what and i don't know i had a lot of fun with it 
yeah if you if you want to know more about that you can check out the review we did of that on our other feed which is still right now just called lit gaming arena gg i'm looking to rename that to be lit gaming arena full tilt in the future so then there was a a game that got rebranded rebranded i think it used to just be called town um which is the a new game by pokemon creator uh uh what is what are they the not the pokemon company but what what are they what's the name uh crap i wanted to say natsume but that's that's not them um oh god game freak yeah game freak the new game by game freak which is called little town hero now uh it's coming october 16th but probably the most like odd thing of this announcement is the music is done by toby fox now, if you don't know that name, that is the person who made the Undertale music. Oh, and really? Creator of Undertale, so like sole creator of Undertale so is Toby Fox. Solid so, music. Yeah, the them. music was great in Undertale. Uh, I haven't played Undertale, but man, have I listened to the soundtrack a lot. Yeah, that's a really good soundtrack. And you know, personally, I thought the visuals of this game looked pretty good, but like when they were showing the gameplay, I wasn't really feeling it. But then I, you know what they could have mentioned in this? This is not a full price game. This is not a full sixty dollar game. This game's only twenty five bucks, so it, it looks reasonable wow. for twenty five bucks because you're, you're like rebuilding a town and venturing outside the town, and you're using ideas to fight things. It seems kind of weird, but <laughs> I don't know it because at first I was like, this looks okay, but does it look sixty dollars good? Not for me. Uh, Banjo Kazooie is now well. Banjo and Kazooie, or just Banjo, is now in Smash. He launched on the fourth, which was yesterday <laughs> for us. Nice. But yeah, he is now in Smash with the additional announcement of Terry Bogard is in Smash, which I feel this got overshadowed by an announcement that came much later, which is Sans. I'll put in, I'm putting air quotes. Uh, is in Smash. It's actually just a, a me costume. But oh, people okay. have been losing their shit over the fact that Sans from Undertale is quote unquote in Smash. Yeah. But poor Terry, he's yeah. Everyone's out. Well, I mean, if you're if you're Mexican, you'd love that Terry because apparently, apparently, according in, to your followers, yeah, <laughs> lots of it's apparently that game. Because what's that game? Fatal Fury. Fatal Fury. Apparently, Fatal Fury was huge in uh, in Mexico. So, like, everybody down there is stoked about Terry being in the Smash. It's a big deal. Terry's awesome. If if you were... I honestly thought... Uh, see, it's unfortunate we because this happened so quick. I wish we could have done a predictions thing. But it got kind of leaked that the next ca- Smash character was going to be from SNK. So I had some theories of who it might be. And, well, my top pick was Metal Slug. I thought Metal Slug made the most sense from SNK. And then my second choice was Terry Bogard. Yeah. And then, like, third and fourth was, like, Kyo and uh, Iori, which then they they kind of did some of that in the trailer because the, the trailer had the, the Smash invitation floating around and all these fighting <laughs> game characters trying yeah. to grab it, like, including Geese Howard, which was pretty great, which somebody did a thing that was, like, Ge- Geese jumped for the, the invite for Smash and fell and ended up in Tekken, which was pretty great. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So I have a bone to pick with this. We still don't have Waluigi in Smash. Well, good news because not only is there this fighter pack, they announced another fighter pack is coming. So there's. So we have a chance. Yeah, this is five characters. So I assume season pass two will also be another five. 
And this one's been a lot of like outside characters. So I'm wondering if the next one will be more internal Nintendo characters. This is all guest characters. Yeah. So like when I was when I was complaining about the lack of Waluigi uh, on uh, Twitter, someone had mentioned to me, they said, Waluigi's not canon. (laughs) Like, motherfucker, Waluigi is a Nintendo character in Nintendo games. That motherfucker is canon. It's. (laughs) <laughs> if it's, this is tough because the game, the people who initially made Waluigi was not Nintendo proper. <laughs> like they were outside developers that were yeah. work. They essentially he arose because in Mario Tennis, uh, Wario needed a partner, so they had to have. Yeah, I mean he originated from Mario Tennis, and then they they just were like, yeah, Wario needs a partner he plays with, so they made Wal Waluigi. Yeah, they have they had to have the foil too. Luigi. So, I mean, I'm still hoping they make Wa Peach at some point. <laughs> yeah. And like, Wa, I, I, hope, I would like love to the see entire, Peach. the entire line of Wa. And well, and even worse, I would love to see Wa Bowser. <laughs> he's like extra, extra evil. What? what so, <laughs> or okay, he's so good. Like, so, Mark, there's Wario and there's Wario and there's Luigi and Wa Luigi. So, could maybe Bowser be Wowser? It, that's it would have to be. <laughs> I mean that considering there's Meowser, which is Cat Bowser, <laughs> it would be Wowser. Wowser, that would be the best. I want a Wowser right now. I, I still want. Uh, me and my friend were talking about since I was playing Mario Maker and I was on Discord with him. Uh, I want a game where you do play as like Bowser is the main character and you're like the hero because Bowser's like he's awesome. Yeah, but. What would the story of this be? Uh, someone, it doesn't have to be Mario, it could be somebody else, obviously, but somebody captured his Koopalings and he's got to go rescue them. That would be a what, great game. You know what I want? I want a game, Bowser's Journey to Becoming King of the Koopas. That'd be good, too. It's a prequel. It's a prequel to Mario. So, anyway, that was kind of the next part, is that there are more DLC fighters coming to Smash, more than the five that they showed. So, Sakurai looks uh, pretty sick of everybody's shit. <laughs> <laughs> he is a slave to this game. I guarantee there'll probably be a Fighter Pass 3. Yeah. Like, he's going to be making characters for this for a while. Yeah. Um, This was probably something I was super excited for, but then you sent me something that made me a little less excited. Uh, <laughs> Tokyo Mirage Sessions, or TMS, is coming to Switch, which is... It, this is a port of a Wii U game. It's called Tokyo Mirage Sessions Encore. Um, but the game is basically uh, Shin Megami Tensei SMT meets Fire Emblem, which it's not. It strangely isn't like either of those games, really. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it is kind of like there's Fire Emblem characters and there's SMT characters and yeah, they're like summons in a way in this game. But it is a very JRPG JRPG. You're like trying to be an idol star of some kind. So, but you sent me something that showed they censored the game in a bit of a bizarre way. They removed cleavage, apparently, and, uh, like... In the weirdest looking bones. Yeah. Like... (laughs) Just, like, the outline of, like, hip bones. They're just... They just took them out for, like, no reason. Yeah, I don't quite understand. Uh, oh, well, I'm probably gonna... I I own the Wii U version, and I'll probably buy this because I never got around to playing the Wii U version. And I'm glad this got ported, which, yeah, this sounds, it has apparently new songs included, new story elements, new characters in combat, 
It's, it's got a lot of new stuff. It's coming out January 17th, 2020. Uh, I was a little disappointed because I thought this was going to be their December game because there is still currently, even after this Direct, no game slated for December, really. Wow, so I guess maybe just expect another Nintendo Direct soon? Well, part of me thinks is now thinking that uh, Animal Crossing was supposed to be their December game, but it got pushed back to oh, March, yeah, and that's then right. they just didn't have anything they could just shove in there. I guess R.I.P. Nintendo Switch for this holiday. <laughs> Oh, well, they got plenty of other stuff coming out. Yeah. They got Pokemon in November, so That's true. they'll be fine. That's true, yeah. Uh, Deadly Premonition 2, which this is a huge announcement for a lot of people. I never played Deadly Premonition 1, but good news. Deadly Premonition 1 or Deadly Premonition Origins, as it's called, is coming to Switch as well. And that's out now. Yep. And Deadly Premonitions 2 is announced for 2020. Uh, but I don't know. These games, they look up my alley, but I just never got around to them. The first one was on 360 initially yeah uh i know some people are kind of mad about denley premonition 2 because it's temp it's a quote-unquote switch exclusive i put that in air quotes once again i keep doing this but it they had said that it's just it's on switch now because nintendo essentially kicked in the money for development but yeah that doesn't necessarily mean it will always be an exclusive so there is that uh, Doom 64. Uh, I'm really hype about this. This was big news to me. Yeah. I, I think I had said that on another cast that yeah, I was like, like they, they trademarked Doom 64. Doom. Well, I said they trademarked Doom 64, so we're probably going to get it. And here it is on the Switch. I'm happy. Doom 64 is underrated. Not a lot of people played it. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, Rogue Company. It's a game by High Res Studios, which they made... Uh, they make Smite and various other games that some people aren't happy with. Some people are. It's interesting because this one looks more realistic and less cartoony. Uh, it's coming in 2020. Uh, a lot of new stuff for Pokemon was shown, including a new Pokemon that I showed Justin before we started recording this <laughs> called Poltegeist. Uh, I don't think Justin liked him. It's it's it's, it's finally one of them Pokemon that I had talked about that some people get mad about because they're inanimate they're object Pokemon. Stupid! It's stupid. It's a teapot with a ghost in it. I I hate Pokemon now. <laughs> it's adorable. And then there was a bunch of Animal Crossing stuff. You can play four players up to one on four up to four players on one system. That's pretty cool. And there's, like, some online stuff. They showed some of the crafting system and stuff going on, the camping stuff, and a lot of crafting. A lot of crafting, and I can get behind that. Uh, I'm pretty excited for Animal Crossing, but we have to wait till March. Yep. And then they closed this out with what I thought was the final nail in the coffin and the reason to throw your Wii U into the trash, uh, <laughs> if you own one, because I thought it was Xenoblade Chronicles X they were showing, but it's actually just regular Xenoblade Chronicles uh, which got, like, if you haven't seen the comparison screens people have been posting, it is a major graphical overhaul, which is to make this more in line with Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Okay. But, I mean, I was showing Justin some of the screens that yeah. they went from, like, <laughs> grass really... that was just flat, like, painted on textures to yeah. actual grass, so. <laughs> yeah, they, they went from, uh, let's see, what year did Halo come out? <laughs> I don't know, what, 2002 yeah, like, is what I feel like. They went from 2002 to maybe like 2017, <laughs> 2018. Yeah, I'm excited for that, even though that is a game that if I buy it on the Switch, that'll be my third time buying it without playing it. Nice. Because I bought it when it came out on the Wii, never got around to it. Bought it on the 3DS just as... I bought it on the 3DS almost as a uh, 
it's one of the few games that is specifically for the new Nintendo 3DS. So I bought it just because it's something I can have. <laughs> nice. Um, and that about does it for the direct. So, but there was a lot of stuff in there. That's a lot of, like I said, a lot. It's yeah, a, lot a lot to unpack weird. because the like, like I said, Sans being in Smash is probably the biggest thing that I see. Everybody talking about Sans yeah, and not talking about Terry. And I wish they would talk about Terry more. Especially since Sans is just a costume. He's <laughs> just he's just a skeleton man. He's just a skeleton man. Um, so what about that weird hoop thing? <laughs> Good. I'm glad you asked. There's a weird Nintendo hoop thing. Uh, it, it doesn't like, really have a name, but that was shown today. I don't yeah. know why it wasn't part of the direct. Yeah, but I then they're like, they say like more what next week is or the or the week after or something. Yeah, um, that, I guess it'll, it it's like, like a weird uh, rubber ring, uh, and it you put, you put your Joy Cons in two ends of it, and you can it, or it, you can it look like it came with a thigh strap, and you can strap one to your thigh and yeah. then use it to exercise with. I saw or, people like squeezing it like it was like a weird strength test of your or like, using it as a, a weight wheel. or a steering wheel. Uh, yeah, it don't know what this is, but they said there'll be like they had this Nintendo Direct, and then they they teased another Nintendo Direct with this. I guess it says stay tuned for more information on uh, nine twelve. Yeah, so, so next week you'll find out m- more about what, this weird what circle this thing, thing is. This weird rubber circle that you attach Joy Cons to. I I'm calling it. They're they're gonna put out another uh, fit. There'll be a Nintendo Switch Fit board. Yeah, this is. It won't be Wii Fit, but it will be like Switch Fit, Switch fit. Active. Yeah, it's something switch like that. on <laughs> because you know how they went with the switch light instead of the on switch. It'll be switch on. <laughs> oh boy, um, was that it for the Nintendo stuff? Um, I guess I didn't cover all the Smash stuff because there was a thing like a forty-minute thing after the direct with Sakurai. Uh, home run contest got brought back into Smash, so finally, okay. home run contest is in Ultimate. Um, but yeah, that, and that's where they announced Sans as well as a few other costumes like Proto Man and, uh, Goyamon. And, well, where's all the hype for Proto Man? And Zero as well. Yeah. He's a costume and Team Team Rocket costumes. Team Rocket? Those are cool guys. Like, everyone's all up in arms about Sans. It's all people cared about, which, I mean, I got, he's got his fan following. He isn't I'm even not, a comic. Shut the hell up. Shut up. Where's this pal Papyrus? That's an actual character, though. <laughs> um, anyway, that was... Man, there was a lot of... That was a lot of Nintendo stuff. Um, any of that got you jazzed? Is I know you don't I mean, own as a As a non-Switch owner, yeah, I'm super jazzed. <laughs> none of that got you excited? So a couple... Uh, these are just a couple off-topic news stuff that isn't Nintendo-related specifically, but... Uh, so, Gung Ho Entertainment, which re- recently released the Grandia One and Two remastered, they are considering Grandia Three and and Grandia Extreme remasters as well. So, maybe that's going to happen. But and then the other thing is Akumi Nakamura, who I'm sure I'm botching that name, but she was the uh, little Asian lady that was during E3 that yeah. was, worked for Tango Games, came out, and everybody fell in love with this person immediately. Uh, she was creative art director at Tango and Zenimax. She worked on uh, Okami, 
but she uh, left that company after nine years. So kind of weird yeah. to just leave his career because she was working on that Tokyo. What is it? Uh, Tokyo Ghost or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, to- Tokyo Wire. What was it? Kicking myself for not knowing what it was. Ghostwire Tokyo. Oh, okay. Is the name of it. But she was the creative lead for that uh, now left the company. So I don't know. I don't know if that speaks to the quality of the what's going on there. Maybe there maybe there's just stuff she didn't want to do on it. Who knows? Uh we don't know anything and she might not be able to speak about that at all. Uh but kind of weird. Oh boy. Let's see. Oh, and I didn't get a say about the Smash stuff. So a lot of people are looking forward to what Kirby gets when he swallows uh, Terry. And mo- I've seen a lot of art for it, and he, including people, which I hope this happens, but people have drawn a hat that says Fatal Cutie. <laughs> I really like that. Nice. And yeah, just like waiting for Kirby's weird mispronunciations of <laughs> the power moves. Charlie's pretty great. Like I like I like how he says like instead of Falco like Falcon Punch, he says like Alco Bunch. Nice. <laughs> but uh when he swallows banjo, it's really adorable. What he gets is a plushy kazooie that he uses <laughs> for the B attacks, which is pretty great. Nice. Well, it's, we got a bunch of other news, but it's like eleven fifty and I have to go to bed still. <laughs> so I think we should probably call this an episode unless you got like I, I'll do other, one more real any quick. Any other important. Okay, one I'll more. Do one more uh fairy tale a fairy tale game got announced that's being made by Gust Studios, which is does like the is it Atelier or Atelier uh I can I can never pronounce these names. <laughs> I'm bad with this stuff. But they they do kind of like their JRPG games, so oh, and, okay. this, and this is also going to be a fairy tale RPG. Nice. So if you're into anime stuff, uh, look forward to that. If you like that, um, I don't know. There, there was just a really short teaser trailer for it. There wasn't much on it, but okay, figured it was at least worth mentioning. All right. Well, we're going to call it there. I'll probably pick and choose some of the best stuff to cover for next week because there was some other good stuff I still wanted to talk about, but we just ran out of time tonight. So um, once again, just want to ask if you can give us a review go to itunes or i guess not itunes it's not itunes anymore apple go to apple review us on apple or i believe stitcher has like a review thing anywhere that you listen to us if they have a review thing or even if you don't listen to us on apple just go to apple and review us that'd be awesome because that will help us out on the ratings and getting us out there to spread the word more um also follow us on our facebook and instagram and twitter uh we're most active on twitter um i try to get stuff onto all three of the major platforms but twitter is probably like the best way to do everything these days for social media um but you can find us on any of those also follow us on twitch and youtube and also also, go to our Discord or join our Discord at chat.litgamingarena.com. You can hang out with us in the chat whenever. Um, there's, I mean, if, if people start talking, people jump in and hang out with other people. It's, it's yeah, see time. if we can get an F in the chat. Yeah, for see if Justin. we can. Yeah, get an F in the chat for me for my being a, uh, a manlet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, also, 
Don't forget to check out the Gaming Podcast Alliance. Like I said, we have some other good podcasts that you can listen to other than us and find get different uh, takes on all the video game stuff. And uh, also we have, I mean, we have friends across the pond that have vastly different um, stuff, especially the way they say GIF. Um, So, yeah. Oh, I want to get one last thing in here. People have been saying, I forget that I I saw this everywhere. People are saying Terry Bogart, and apparently Japanese children have been calling Terry Bogart He's he's a bigger muscular Pokemon trainer. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Okay, we're gonna call it right there. We'll see you guys again next week. <laughs>